Alright, I'm Jake Busey. You may know me from such movies as Starship Troopers, The Frighteners, Identity, Enemy of the State, Contact, Tomcats, and <laughs> The Predator. So, yeah, yeah, and Stranger Things this summer, and uh, I got another TV show that's popping up uh, very soon called LA's Finest, which is a series on the Spectrum streaming network. And uh, another couple shows this year after Stranger Things that are, I think, still a little bit hush hush. You're listening to Below the Belt. The Below the Belt show is closed captioned for the hearing impaired. It is now time for the Bad Boys of Baltimore. Pips up. Goes down. Oh, I got a live one here. Time for another episode of BTB Below the Belt Show in the Mother Effin House. I'm your host, Al Soto, aka Celebrity Soto, your host with the most here for your weekly eargasm, guys. We got another incredible virtual show from top to bottom. Uh, don't get too excited, Oleg, there. Nonetheless, <laughs> <laughs> let's go, go, ahead, go ahead and introduce, introduce the room. Starting with, he is the king of the 80s, the demotivational speaker, the one and only Chachi McFly. What's going on? Feels good to be back after awesome. a whole week. Yeah, man. Good to have you back. Uh, let's go ahead and introduce, I guess I already brought him up, but uh, he is back by popular man. He's the fashionista of Bullet of the Belt show. Um, and he's also a former casting assistant, affectionately known as Oleg the gay Russian, Oleg, thanks for coming back to BTV. I'm glad to be back. <laughs> right, good to have you. Uh, Representing the LGBT community, we're glad to have you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely, man. And let's go ahead and introduce, that's right, he is back by popular demand, guys. By former popular member, demand. That's right, former member of the United States Marine Corps. He is the one and only, the Captain Big Nick. All right, here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, this is your captain speaking. Thank you for flying Air BTP. It's going to be a bumpy ride, so please keep your seatbelts fastened. When the seatbelt sign is on, it's going to be a magical evening. <laughs> I definitely That's missed always my that, favorite. I missed that catchphrase. I certainly did. Oh, yeah, buddy. Yeah. So we had to have back on Below the Belt Show's virtual edition. Wow, she does so many things. She's an actress. She's a film producer. She's a director. She's an educator. The list goes on and on. The one and only Alexis Baroni. Hi. How's it going, guys? <laughs> good up? to have you. 
give, going give on. Give it back. Alexis has been a minute. It has been a minute. I'm very excited to be here. The one thing you didn't mention is that uh, I don't know how to do my hair. So if anybody wants to teach me how to do hair, that would be amazing. Thanks. Well, I can add that to my long list of credits. Uh, <laughs> well, we do have a fashionista uh, on Oleg, studio. Oh, Oleg's that. worked uh, New York Fashion Week, right? I have a long time ago. I have. Yeah. I don't know what to tell you to do with your hair. I think it looks good the way it is. Aww. So, like, you're Aww. too nice. Spasiba. <laughs> <laughs> you knew that he spoke Russian. Russian. Oh, that's right. You do. You do. Alexis, you know Russian for a specific reason, don't you? Yeah. Was, uh, actually, no. So I decided to learn Russian because I wanted to. Clearly, I hate myself. Um, and then I started <laughs> dating a Russian guy or a right. Russian guy afterwards. So it right. kind of worked out that way. Ah, um, so, okay. I like your accent. So, the accent is pretty good. That's the, that's the hardest part, right? The it really part. is. It really is. <laughs> hard language to speak. Well, we haven't heard from Oleg and Alexis in a while. Oh, we actually haven't heard from Nick in a while either. But uh, um, let's start with Oleg. Oleg, the gay Russian. What have you been up to? Um, you've been quarantining. Have you been active going out? Are you doing your I fashion started, consulting? I started, no, I started exercising again. I've been watching a lot of... Uh, a lot of Netflix, a lot Good. of Hulu, just basically catching up on, you know, all my shows. Wait, nice. Any good series yeah. or movies on Netflix? You recommend? Um, well, I, I'm kind of watching the old ones that everybody's already watched. Like, I'm watching American Horror Story right now. Yes, absolutely. Is that your first time watching it? Uh, Ratchet first, and then I decided to go back and watch some some of the other work by this director and okay. um so also like watching a lot of independent films good a lot of like lars von trier films that are like lars von trier wow okay yeah. oh alexis is a fan okay cool well Oleg, it's, maybe you'll be able to uh, have an opinion on some of the things uh in the world of entertainment that we discussed in Oleg, if you've been if you've been binging a lot you know I, and watching yeah i i have <laughs> a lot of opinions <laughs> <laughs> let's move on to the one and only big nick we talked a little off air that you have something new on your hand oh yeah i, I got a new tattoo oh snap look oh, at that got literally something new on your hands got it yeah, literally <laughs> Copy that. On my hands there. With it. yeah it's a it's kind of an homage to my wife i call her my hummingbird so there's my hummingbird and she got Aww. a tattoo also. She she got a tattoo of a grizzly bear head on her. On her also, hand also because, on the hands. Yeah, yeah. We just dove right in. I mean, I have other tattoos, but it, this is probably going to start. The, the the whole sleeve process. Yeah. Well, might as well. You so, left hand. Well, I'm left-handed. Oh. Oh. Ah, yeah. So yeah. the grizzly bear. That is also another nickname that we don't know about. Well, that's what she calls me because I'm oh, okay. a, a large, hairy, hug, snuggly bear man. <laughs> you hear that, Oleg? I do. I'm not to get jealous. <laughs> well, the tattoo like, looks great, like man. Bears? Thanks. Thanks, man. Yeah, Thank I you. do. Muscle bears. Yeah, there, there you go. go. Muscle bears. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. <sighs> 
All right, so let's <laughs> <laughs> move it on to the, one, the the only female in the panel, Alexis Barodi. Uh, tell us about what you've been up to since we've last had you on BTV, Alexis. I know you've done some AD work on a really cool um, film that shot in DC recently. And mm-hmm. there's anything else that you can ta- um, mention about that film? Um, I don't really actually know what I can mention, and since I am an assistant director, I probably shouldn't say anything. So assistant director. Yeah, it was part of the nice. directing team. Um, that was awesome. It was a hell of a learning curve, but I think I did well. Um, they didn't fire me, so I guess I, did, I guess I did well. Um, it was great. Um, it is a Christmas film, so it should be coming out in November. Very excited. I met some fantastic people. I'm hoping to continue working with them again in the future. And I think what was great was the fact that we've got so many people from like the DMV actually filming here, you know, um, they, they hired people who were locals. They didn't just hire people from LA or New York or Atlanta. Like they hired a ton of locals. So that was awesome. Um, including local talent as well. So, you know, it's very common that people will only hire local crew and then won't hire local talent, but they did both. And it was really exciting. They did both. That is fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, any, uh, there were actually a couple known name actors in the project, weren't there? Yes, but I can't talk about that. I mean, you can look it up online. So. Okay. (laughs) It's totally fair. We live in the land of NDAs. I I get it. I totally get it. But what was it like shooting in in this COVID pandemic atmosphere? Was it, did you have to follow? It was interesting. Yeah, there were a lot of, so what's interesting about the industry as a whole right now, especially on production, is that there is no standard per se. There's like a level, there's a standard but not a regulation, if that makes sense. So there's a standard we all have to match, but there's no regulation as to how we have to match it. So for us, because we were SAG-AFTRA and SAG-AFTRA rules change every other day, um, the ones we were running with were the ones that we had to get tested. Zone A had to get tested every other day, and then so did the actors as well. So Zone A basically says anybody who's interacting with talent, um, so that's usually like your assistant directing team, um, any zone A PAs, so like PAs specific to each actor or to a zone, right. you know, where the actors are living, um, the director, any of the, the sound people, especially, you know, people have to be up in their grill. <laughs> and yeah, that, that was really, we had to get tested every other day. I swear I probably, it probably cost them more than my salary to, to do the testing wow. every other day, but you know, we felt very, very safe. Um, you know, it was it was interesting. We did, You're, you know, it was. Very so you had more weird. more things up your did nose. Did you also have to wear masks and social distance? Oh, my nose down my throat. It was great. You know, yeah. like, that sounds like that sounds like a rated R thing, but you know, it's kind of true. <laughs> um, yes, we did have to wear masks. Anybody who was Zone A, so anybody who was interacting with talent, had to wear a mask and a shield. So you would. Oh wow. It was it was difficult to hear Max each other. And a shield. Right. Wow. Correct. Yeah. So then whatever went overboard. That's good. That's good. Yeah. I think that's actually like SAG requires that. Um, And then anytime uh, talent is being shuttled back and forth, like between um, their holding as well as any other place, you had to have them in shields as well. So you can't wear masks because of the makeup, but you had to wear a shield as an actor. And so I had to, part of my job was to make sure hey, I need my zone APAs. All right, we're about ready to roll. Go ahead and get their their PPE, their personal protective equipment. 
Uh, Down with PPE. Yep. Boxes. Everything labeled. Everything all the time. You know, only oh, yeah. the CPAs are handling it. It was, it was nuts. Um, but I'll be honest with you, it's possible. My biggest piece of advice for anybody trying to shoot, whether it's a short film, feature film, commercial, what have you, is a lot for more time because there is going to be some communication errors. There is a there is a learning curve for all of us dealing with all of these standards of protocol. Right. But it's doable. It's very, 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 very doable. You just got to be safe and you got to allot for more time than what we would normally have, which is just like, cool, I got to make up time here. Okay, great. Let's do this. Let's do this. Let's do this. We'll just keep the talent in the car. Let's go. You can't do that. Everything, everything has to be planned out. Pre-production now more than ever is so, so key. But yeah. it's possible to shoot in this environment. And nobody, yeah. so no, nobody tested positive, I take it. I take it no one tested positive. We did have a false positive one day, so we did have oh, a wow, shut down okay. for a few days. But then, oh, wow. we wow. time we all had to go get tested again. And um, retest we were that dark- same person again, I'm sure. Multiple. Right. It was a false positive, or right. if it was a true positive, which it wasn't, it was false. Wow. Um, there you go. So, and it was, but, that, but that's great though, because like I got that call. I did. I, I remember I was doing the call sheets, and I was like, hey, like. I still haven't gotten the confirmation. I, I called the associate producer. And I was like, I haven't gotten the confirmation from you guys yet to send this out. We're shooting in 10 hours. What's, uh, what's happening here? <laughs> and then they're like, hang tight. Just hang tight. We'll tell you in a second. I was like, oh, God. Oh. <laughs> so that's what happened. And then, that's yeah, we, awesome. were just, we, were dark, we were dark for a few days. Um, uh-huh. We pushed the schedule, and then we, we came back into it as soon as it was safe. Everything was fine. All right. No one tested positive ever since, at all. So we're good. Will this be released by this Christmas or maybe next Correct. Christmas, 2021? Um, the goal is this Christmas. I don't yes. know all anything right. else. Uh, That's yeah, a I quick mean, turnaround. Let me, let me nice. put it to you this way: If my ass went out and shot, it better be done by this Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> It better be done. <laughs> That's a good. T- well, again, that is a very good turnaround. I mean, we're in the month of October to have it ready and and for audiences to see this christmas is very will it, promising. Released, will, it, will it be released in theaters or will it be streamed this is for um a uh, network television so oh i see okay made for tv yeah, holiday so, movies made for tv okay got it yeah okay. yeah made for tv so it won't be and honestly if it i would be really concerned if they were like yeah we're gonna release it in theaters i'll be like what theaters but okay right <laughs> <laughs> like, here? All right. Awesome. Weird, so. Yeah, but it was good. Thanks for that's awesome. awesome. That's awesome. Well, yeah. well, when when you're able to talk about it, we'd love to have you back to talk about it. But uh, sure. Yes. Um, wow. I got stories. So, I can talk all about the stories. Can't talk about the people. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> but I guess you can't really link the project to the story. So yeah, I, I get it. I totally get it. But uh, <laughs> but nonetheless, guys, we have a tremendous show from top to bottom, guys. We have two guests. Uh, very different than what we usually have, the actors and the actresses and the filmmakers. We have a rapper joining us uh, tonight by the name of Andre Excellence. And a little later in the program, we have, I think, only BTV's ev- second ever magician. Um, but he's a magician slash actor. His name's Rich Manley. He's got a cool concept of a show um, that's going to be on Tubi Television. Um, and uh, it's it's got a really cool concept. It's called Culture Shock, Bridging Cultures Through Magic. 
and I guess he goes to different countries and shows magic tricks to uh, the people and gets kind of like feedback on the culture and how the culture interacts with the magic. So uh, the trailer is really, really cool. Um, it reminds you me. You, go. you might you might think that he's like a warlock or something and they try to like burn him. That is a very valid, valid point. So that is a very valid question also to ask Rich when he uh, when he's on Below the Belt show. So. Um, and Andre Excellence, an up-and-coming rapper, um, he's got a new single um, that he just dropped. Um, this guy's on YouTube page and Spotify channel, um, so if you want to check it out, um, we'll talk more with Andre um, at the first half of the program. Um, and uh, so, yeah, let's let's just dig in. Let's talk everything going on in the world of entertainment, guys. So, like. Uh, um, so Tenet finally dethroned at the top of the box office by a new film, uh, The War with Grandpa, starring uh, Robert De Niro. Tenet held that number one spot for the longest time because there really hasn't been any big blockbuster movies. Um, and the fact that War with Grandpa, which is not really considered a blockbuster film, but you got someone with Alexa De Niro um, you know, s- scooping in uh, and getting that number one spot is pretty impressive. Then how many how many how 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 many times can you watch Tenant like for months and months and months? <laughs> and, you know, right, there's many times to watch to understand theater. what's going on. Yeah, right. That's actually true. It it's is a very all the uh, feedback is probably one of the most confusing movies. That's yeah. <laughs> did anyone see it here? Did anyone here see it? I did I see it. Seen it. Chachi seen it. I have yeah. not had a I, chance I to. Yet, Please no. don't oh, say anything yet. I love Christopher <laughs> Nolan. If somebody okay. says something, I will find you. <laughs> I was so, like, I was so pissed when everybody in the movie died. Like, oh. I, couldn't understand. Oh. I just said you didn't see it. Okay. Brown comes back with the locomotive. <laughs> yeah. Well, oh, you, you saw it in the theater? All the more it's yes. somewhere, it's Well, fine. because... Because we're not going to talk about it, I, do, I just want to say that it, it's a movie that you probably want to watch once or twice because it's typical Christopher Nolan. I was going to say, that's classic um, Nolan, man. <laughs> uh, non-linear, you know, he's very non-linear in some of his films, so you got to pay attention, you know, so that's just one of those type of films. Um, but uh, yes, I mean, we really hope, because there's a lot of movies that are not going to be released in the theater that were supposed to be released, so that's really going to affect um you know the box office for sure um one of them is uh coming to america um yeah. this is the long anticipated sequel to coming to america with eddie murphy or hall and a lot of other um great names coming back um coming to america yeah, yes. coming with the, stylized um, with the number 2 with the america. number 2 you got it and coming to america one of my favorite comedies of the 80s heck maybe even of all of all time in cinema oh, wow. it's yeah it's, it's it's definitely up there it's, it's up there, there. It's, it's up there with one of my favorite comedy one. films yeah that's your number one not my number one but it's up there it's okay. definitely it, it old definitely school resonates. old school eddie murphy there's nobody funnier like yes right. very very few so mm-hmm. coming to america will now go to amazon prime yeah. that sucks I know, Chachi, you really want to see the theatrical release of yeah, Coming to yeah. America, you know. And uh, what what was it like in the theater, Al? Did you did you wear a mask or? Yeah, you got to wear a mask. You got to you got to do your uh, you know, space out the you know. Um, how many people seats, were in the theater? Unless you're you know quarantining with them. You know what? Both uh, movies. I think I saw three movies total. 
since um, the pandemic happened. And all the theaters are fairly, fairly empty. Yeah, I don't think a lot of people sense. are ready to go back yet. I know yeah. the drive-in theaters are a different story, Chach. I know you, right. you've been to a drive-in recently. But... Yeah, it went last, last weekend. But even even the indoor theaters, like, a lot of times, if we go, we're the only people in the theaters. Like, it's just that dead. Um, and I know you probably have news about, like, AMC having trouble. Um yeah, I do actually. So AMC, um, well, you know, well, I know for sure that Amazon Draft House will definitely be closing some of the theaters um, due to the lack of major studio films. Is it Alamo Draft House? Alamo, Alamo Draft House. Alamo Draft House, correct. Yeah. Yeah. Um, AMC, they're in danger of running on the cash by the end of the year if the moviegoers don't return to cinemas. Um, so. Yeah, I mean that it's 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 and you know in New York City, one of the entertainment capitals of, of the world, um, they still don't have any theaters open at all. In fact, they they actually um, have a on the billboard of the Regal Ewalk in New York City's Times Square. It's called the E Dash Walk. Um, oh. There's a message oh, on the mark. Yeah, I know, like in Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. I know. I, I had to clarify that. It says uh, the the marquee says 48 states have reopened theaters so far. Why not New York Governor Cuomo? Hashtag reopen our cinemas and why? So, yeah, I mean New York, uh, uh, Los Angeles, two of those you know, those two major but the markets. The restaurants are, are open, right? Um, uh, restaurants in New York. Restaurants in New York are not open for indoors. I don't think. Oh, they're not yet. Uh, Mostly no. outdoors, I think. So okay. outdoors, Los Angeles also outdoors. Wow. I think they're going to be the last ones to do the theaters and indoor dining. See, I don't know. I feel like I'd rather eat outdoors in L.A. because the weather's nicer and everything's on yeah. fire anyway, so it's always exactly. warmer <laughs> than in New York. <laughs> Granted, I do love bundling up, so. True, true. Well, yeah, let's... even in New York on Broadway's um, now postponed until like, next now? June. Well, yeah, I think I read May 2021, which is in May. Yeah. At first, I thought it was just going to be the end of the year. Um, but yeah, that's definitely sad news, man. Um, Wonder Woman 1984. So there were rumors that they were going to do the streaming um, to yeah, these, to video on demand. But no, uh, Patty Jenkins promised that the film will still open in theaters. Um, Good. Let's just hope this is still the case because, you know, we have a lot of friends that have worked on this film. And shout out to uh, Lion Beckwith um, and Brandon Thane Wilson of uh, from the DMV, who got big principal roles on that uh, film. Um, I'm so proud of them. I know, so right? Mm-hmm. Just, yeah. I'm so proud of them. You have no idea. It's, it's a and, big deal. I mean, there's, really no, there's really no reason to like not wait until theaters are ready for these type of movies. Because yeah. people already know about them. It's not like they're going to lose money from the marketing they've done. People, I mean, by now everybody's heard about Wonder Woman. So when it's safe to be back in the theaters, I think people are going to go out and I see it. No, I feel like I actually disagree with you on that. I'm interested to see how, you know, I don't know. I feel like it's a different kind of film than like seeing Tenet. You know what I mean? To me, Tenet would be like something I want to see in theaters. Mulan is something I wish I'd been able to see in theaters, but clearly right. no. Um, right. Wonder Woman is one of those films where I'm like, I kind of really want to see it in theaters. I just, I do remember right. like when I saw the first one, I was low-key crying at the end because I was like, yay, female winning. Woo. <laughs> yeah, so it was, I mean, it was, it was kind of a really, really wow. big moment. And it, 
think especially for considering the fact that like you've got two very close friends of mine in it and they shot in DMV, part of me is kind of like, I really want to see it in theaters. Yeah. So, yeah. I, just, I don't know. There's there's something about. So how you how you disagreeing with me then? <laughs> was it filmed in Washington? That's what I said. Oh, I want to see it in Ch- the theaters you, too. Chachi, Chachi does want to see it in theaters. I was like, just... you were like, oh, I doubt it'll be in theaters. I was like, no. No, no, Please I want to see it in theaters. I said, I said, there's no point in not waiting because, you know, the marketing is already done. People already know about it. So let's see it in right. theaters. There you yeah. go. I, I want to see, I'd love to see um, Coming to America too in theaters. Um, I know. Especially this long. I mean, we waited, we waited what, like, it's been like 30 some years. Why not wait a little bit <laughs> longer? Right. See it in theaters. And, and, and then it, it would be in Amazon, like down the road anyway. So why not just oh. wait? Yeah, the movie Greenland, for instance, is not waiting. They're they're coming out on streaming platforms. You might have seen the trailer. It looks pretty good. It's Gerard Butler's uh, apocalyptic thriller um, where everybody leaves the United States, goes up to Greenland up north to escape an apocalypse. <laughs> um, the most unpopulated country next to Antarctica, I believe. It is. It's, yeah, right? It's like freaking. I was, say, I was like, I don't see half of these bitches living after, you know, act one of that movie. <laughs> because <laughs> right? of the cold. Right. Yeah. yeah and what, no. <laughs> and what Greenland. asshole named it? What asshole named it Greenland? Like Iceland is all green, and Greenland is all ice. I believe yeah. that was the Vikings. They did that to was fuck it? with people. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> they probably would have. They it probably would have looked like a Viking. Like, <laughs> <laughs> we'll <laughs> um, another movie not going to theaters, guys, is the Pixar movie Soul. I saw that yeah. straight to straight to Disney Plus, man. They straight need content. To Disney Plus, guys. So I'm okay for I'm okay with that one. I'm okay with that one. Disney yeah, Plus needs some content. You see family films, you get the families together, and you know sometimes the kids complain and cry in the theater. So sometimes it's even better just to watch those kind of movies at home. Now, you is know, this included with Disney Plus, like... or is it kind of like Mulan where you get to pay extra for it? Um, from what I'm reading, this is going to be part of the Disney Plus. Okay. Yeah. They're not going to do an upcharge. Hopefully not. Um, I could be wrong, but it doesn't indicate here otherwise. It's going to be interesting to go back and look at all the business stats after all of this, simply because of the fact that, like, yes. oh, yeah, I can't, you know, what's going to happen? Like, is Mulan going to always be an upcharge for forever? No, it's not. And I, right. I'm planning on waiting it out. Granted, <laughs> <Right. laughs> I also don't have Disney TV. So right. Well, but, you got um, you gotta get that for the Mandalorian season two coming up. Oh, yes, I know, I know. Yep. I know. I'm excited for that. Ooh, that is gonna be exciting. Yeah, I saw a good movie, um, a local, locally filmed movie, um, Charm City Kings, that was released. Oh, um, oh I worked, worked, on worked on that. Did you really? Worked on that. I worked on it too. And oh, that was I, you were the you were the um, black girl. Wait, what? Behind, behind the behind the scenes shot. Oh, behind the scenes. Okay. Yes. Okay, I thought, yeah. <laughs> it was totally it was a totally black um, cast, but it was it was great. It was filmed in West Baltimore, Is and you saw like a lot of local um, spots. No, you know, it's on HBO, bud. Oh, yeah, you, yeah. You saw actually, like um like hip hop uh, chicken, which made me want to go out and get some. So I did this week. You know, I live uh, right down the street from a hip hop chicken when I lived in Baltimore. It's so it's good. H- HBO or HBO Max? HBO Max. Okay. Okay. So I actually was lucky enough to cover the red carpet at Sundance okay. and go to the party, but we didn't get to see the film yet. So I'm, I'm really uh, anxious. I'm actually. You were lucky s- enough to be at Sundance this year, yeah. son. I'm just saying. No. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, it reminds me of like the movies like from the <laughs> '90s, like the coming of age, like like Boys in the Hood or Juice. Okay. You know, this type of movies. Mm-hmm. It's it's really well made. Um, a great storyline. Um, 
and it's cool. Like, I mean, some of the kids are like squeegee kids, so it's kind of it's kind of cool to see like um, you know, all that kind of Baltimore tie-ins. All right, cool. Well, definitely. Baltimore. It's like it's Baltimore, you know. It's really, Baltimore. It's... Like it's Baltimore. And the producers. I think how they filmed it here because I hate when they like like film a city and they say it's like Baltimore or something else and it's not really. Last filmed here. Well, the last time it's they really did that was, was 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 yeah was exactly Nick. It was a uh, hairspray. The yeah. um, the second hairspray film, which was filmed in Toronto, yeah. Mm-hmm. Baltimore is a very most, unique city. Most so. of the time, yeah, when it's Baltimore, they shoot in Baltimore. Yeah. Usually. I think the hairspray was the only was really the only film I can think of that shot somewhere else but claimed was Baltimore. I don't know. Uh, I know. I know. Bedroom Window filmed some in Baltimore, and they filmed some down. Um, I think it was like South Carolina or North Carolina. Okay. Um, there's a movie called Freaky that sounds like a lot of fun. It's a horror film. I think we mentioned it before with Vince Vaughn. They're they're actually doing something different with the red carpets. They're doing a drive-in premiere now. So. Oh. So many of the film premieres will have drive-in um, red carpet premieres. So you can social distance properly. I guess this is going to be uh, the case. Uh, 5,000 attendees. Wow. Um, the lot was about 80% full, um, it seemed, um, from one of the attendees. Um, but um, you can see it actually on November 13th. This is uh, this film is actually expected to come out in theaters. So. All right. So, But, yeah, it looks like a fun film to check out. Uh, Freaky. <laughs> um, so um, there's actually a film that I think Big Nick would uh, be interested in seeing, um, which is based on a popular video game franchise mm-hmm. um, called Monster Hunter, starring Mila Jojovich. It's a it's an interesting video game for sure. Um, I am. Curious to see how this movie pans out. You know, video game movies tend to not have the strongest scripts. Right. But I'm going to be hopeful. Well, as you know, Amila came from Resident Evil, as you mentioned. She did. She, right. you know, they, they did like, what was it, like seven or eight Resident Evil movies that she, was, that she starred in? So I think yeah. she's really found her niche, you know, uh, doing yeah. the video game adaptation. Is, of it, is her husband directing it? Do we know who's directing it? Yeah, well, it's Paul W.S. Anderson. So, yeah. Yes. Yeah, so they did all the Resident Evils together. So that Ah. makes sense then. So now it makes total sense. New new franchise. Got to milk that cash cow. I get it. And you got to milk that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. And you got to milk that nepotism too, right? (laughs) Yeah. 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 Yeah, Yeah, I'm excited because Tony Jaw is in it. I'm a big fan of Tony Jaw. You know, he did uh, The Protector and. Ong Bak. T.I. T.I. Harris yep. is in it. Megan Good. T.I. is also in it, yeah. Diego Benetta, Josh Hellman. Yeah. Um, so this will hit theaters December 30th. Check it out. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of Christmas films, uh, Mel Gibson uh, has a new film called <laughs> Fat Man. Um, the trailer <laughs> oh just God. dropped with that. Um, I haven't also, seen it yet. I really want to see that trailer so badly. It's trailer. such a good trailer. It's hilarious. It's, it's such a, a fun trailer. And the yeah, ultimate it's... bad guy, Walton Goggins, also stars. Yep. That's going to be, you know, it's probably going to be a dumpster fire, but it's going to be such an entertaining dumpster fire. I'm so excited. <laughs> about that one. I mean, picture if, like, Pulp Fiction was, like, a Christmas movie. Yeah. And yeah. Santa Claus. Yeah. You know, like one, of, one of my favorite Mel Gibson movies is a movie called Payback, 
where he plays just a complete piece of shit human being. And I feel like those are he, – he does better when he's being a piece of shit human being than he's trying to be like a nice guy. So I feel like if he's being a piece of shit human being in this one, it's probably going to be pretty damn funny. That's because, that's because he is a piece of shit of a human being in real life. <laughs> so he doesn't want wow. to act that much. I don't watch – I don't watch – So Oleg, I, don't Oleg, watch I know you have animosity being Jewish and Russian. Um, so you, you have not forgiven Mel Gibson for his tirade. Oh, no, no, okay. no, no, no. That's completely fair. Completely fair. Yeah. I mean, no. I, plus, that movie that he made, uh, the Passion was the Passion of Christ. Passion of the Christ, yeah. I mean, that was completely anti-Semitic. I mean, it was just, I just couldn't watch it. I mean, anti-Semitic. It was, a, it was about the um, it, Bible. <laughs> but it didn't portray. It sort of, it portrayed the Jews as sort of like the one, people who were responsible for. Yeah. Christ. But and the whole yeah. film was like kind of an S and M flick. You know, from what I understand, it was like all about how Jews tortured Jesus. So, um, anyway, in combination combination with with what he said in the past, I mean, whatever. I I get it, Gola. You're you're speaking from the heart. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. And I get it. It's hard hard to forgive. There's enough. There's enough evidence. He's not that great of an actor. He He was cute when he was young. But he's not, <laughs> he's not cute anymore. Damn. He's not cute anymore. He's just an old anti-Semite. You know? <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> like guys, you know, who buys women, you know, and beats them. Wow. And he does. Wow, he Oleg. Spilling the tea, dude. Well, it's truth, you know. I mean, I have no respect wow. for that. I would, I, I would not watch another film with him ever again. That makes sense. And you certainly won't. I think that Oleg doesn't like um, Mel Gibson. No, I call it a hunch. I had no idea. I think that makes sense now. Just a little bit. Just one of these little guys right here. The trailer looks funny. <laughs> There's another good movie coming out. This is a really cool um, concept. Talk about original films. This is, uh, this is a concept I really haven't heard before. So it's Winston Duke. Uh, you might know him from Black Panther. Mm-hmm. He's a reclusive man who spends his days in a remote outpost watching live point of view on televisions of people living their lives until a vacancy for a new life on Earth becomes available. So basically, wow. it's a fantasy. You're, you're basically being considered. Twenty. <laughs> you're, you're being considered for the amazing opportunity of life, and there's certain characters played by Zazie Beetz, Benedict Wong, Bill Skarsgård, Tony Hale. Ariane Ortiz and David Reisdel. Um, and they all get assessed by Winston Duke's character for nine days. And one is rewarded the opportunity to become newborn within the real world. So I don't know. Where were they before? They That's were... actually a very good question. I, I don't know. It, it, it's almost suspension almost of like... disbelief. It doesn't matter. Yeah. They're in the Was it purgatory? Was it some kind of a purgatory? Yeah, it could be purgatory. It could be like, um, you know, um, that the, the, the person's um, life will be um, would somehow be magically um, implanted into a, a new baby human, or I guess, yeah. um, based on their life in the future. I don't know. It has, it has a lot of weird. Yeah, imagine, um, yeah. imagine people competing for this. <laughs> like, yeah. like, like, stay where you're at, wherever you're at right now. What? What do you think? Yeah, well, you have yeah. to one up the other person, you know, as a competition, I guess. You know? It reminds me of like ultraviolet, like reverse with 
the one movie where it's like, oh, you, this person has to go back and keep reliving this train wreck to find the terrorist or whatever. What's that movie? Y'all oh, know Source Code. About. Source Code. Yeah. Yes. Uh, like a reverse source Hall. Yeah. Okay. Hall, Yeah. Code, I am mean, probably like gonna check movie. out this movie just because of Benedict Wong. Like Benedict every, Wong. Anything okay. that guy touches is gold, and it's usually science fiction. So I'm. Yep. I'll check that one out. So what about a science, Are you a science fiction person, Nick? Oh yeah. Nick, Nick is oh no. Okay, I don't know. You want to look at his shirt, Alexis? Star Wars shirt. Yeah. I'm yeah. Sorry. Can you can you come closer and keep doing this motion? Just this motion here. Just kind of, oh, oh, oh now it's just your face. Now, now it's, now it's just my face. <laughs> but it, uh, you're, you're looking at Star Wars shirt, Alexis. Yes, it's big great. Star Wars. No, I, I, was just, I, was probably uh, I just love science fiction. Yes, this is, yeah. this is a true assessment. So this is a weird one. This is sci-fi and martial arts with Nicolas Cage. Oh. <laughs> and it's called Jiu-Jitsu. Jiu-Jitsu. Uh, <laughs> there, there's actually a... There's there's a trailer to just dropped if you want to check it out. I will. Um, yeah, Frank Grillo is also in it. Um, basically, it's um, I don't know. It's they, they say <laughs> it's it's so weird. I don't know. I, I, it's I don't a know. Nicolas Cage movie about jujitsu. That's all you gotta say. A- and sci-fi twisted right. in. Yeah, yeah so. sign me up. Yeah. And a lot okay. of the- I feel like there's not gonna be a lot of jujitsu going on in this. The Jits team is gonna be upset. Probably. <laughs> so, I don't know. Frank Grillo. Frank Grillo's got a fighting background, so he, he does have a fighting. Table. Exactly. So yeah. We'll see. But Nicholas Cage, not. He's not. a sword wielding, wise cracking jujitsu jujitsu fighter and mentor. That's okay. his character. So, so okay. Nick Cage with a martial arts background and with a sword in another universe got it. Yeah, but the thing is, is that's misleading. Jiu-Jitsu is all about grappling arts. Yeah, there's no swords in Jiu-Jitsu. <laughs> swords is that's a completely different. I don't know. Um, not, forget it now. <laughs> I'm still gonna watch it. I'm gonna hold my gonna, tongue. Yeah. I'm gonna hold my tongue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So Patty Jenkins and uh, Gal Gadot are t- teaming up again for a non-Wonder Woman movie, mm-hmm. a Cleopatra movie um, for pa- Paramount Pictures. They just closed a deal uh, on the film over the weekend. Um, this is pretty exciting. Ooh, can we um, talk about controversy? The, it is, well, it is, there is controversy with the film, Oleg. Are you alluding to the fact that the Gal Gadot is not Egyptian and she is but Israeli? She is, but she is Israeli and Israel is kind of close to Egypt. You know, she can get away you with go. it. She, had, she does have a Mediterranean look. But I mean, Cleopatra. She does have a Mediterranean look. Absolutely. Cleopatra was probably more like. She black, was Greek. I think. No, she was Greek. Yeah, she was Greek. Oh, well, if she was Greek, then. Yeah. Gal Gadot looks. I mean, so she can definitely it's, pass. It's been a Greek. big discussion on what on what her appearance actually looked like. I've read a couple articles about it. Yeah, but she was. I think she was half Greek. And um, half black, right? Honestly, Gal is she wasn't black. Hot. So that's all I care about. I'm like, there yes, queen, literal queen. Yeah. Got it. No yeah, problem. She was Greek because because the um, culture then was um, ancestral because um, so they just kept it in the family. So she probably was full Greek. Yeah. At that point. And Gal looks Greek to me. She's I mean, got she, the Mediterranean thing going. It'll work. So I'll I, take think it. If, I think it's, it's, I think it's so funny. It's okay. Which markets are the ones that are the ones complaining about the casting issues? Because if it's all the Americans, we need to shut up and listen. I to think it's the radical. I'm just saying. I think it's, it's the radical. Honestly, it's the radical left. 
There is no such thing. Wait, there is no such thing. Cancel culture. The radical left. There is no such thing as the radical left. That's there's not. No, there's not. That's what something Trump made up for you to. It is is not. No, because there is no such thing as the radical left. There's a radical. These are the people that can't. These are the people that can't. That want to cancel everything. You know, the same people that want to. I think you call them the radical cancelers. Radical cancelers. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Just because I feel like to call it the radical left would be like, oh, it's definitely a political thing versus some Don't, people just want to burn. America, 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 <laughs> America. That's a very good point. They, they like, they, they forced like screenwriters, actors, they blacklisted them. There's no such thing as the radical left in America. It's it's just too conservative of a country. I mean, as radical as it gets is like Bernie Sanders. Antifa is an idea. It's not an actual group, you know. But we do have white supremacists and we do have like like military types fascists that are like We do. But you don't think you don't think don't, that um conservatives are um are banned in Hollywood? Are what? Or or banned um in Hollywood, no. Um. Well, uh, they they. Uh, well, yeah. I, su- I, su- I suppose they're not liked. Yeah, I suppose yeah. it's not as easy for them. But you can James name Wood, like the amount and, of public actors. But James like, Woods keeps acting. Hands. Angelina Jolie's father keeps acting. I mean, if you're a good actor, John Boyd, Mel Gibson, yeah, Jack White, yeah, Mel Gibson, Arnold I mean, Schwarzenegger. I mean, if you're, how, many younger, how many younger Republican actors do you know? Not many who aren't who aren't already established. That's a very I, good point, Chris well, Pratt. Well, I think to also just to kind of put a real quick, just to Chris say my Pratt. two cents real quick, because I, yes, I do want to, I do want to, I think we should move forward so we can get to our guests. Yes. Um, yes. But also, I do believe that to classify my generation specifically into two parties is not correct. There are many, 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 many of us who are registered independents or registered x y and z who still have that backbone to say no i'm gonna vote my conscience so for example like i'm definitely an independent but i have a lot of republican friends and a lot of democrat friends that are my age who will vote their conscience sometimes it's the republicans sometimes it's the democrats usually never an independent candidate but that's okay we're getting there but you know (laughs) i think to say i think to classify people as a as a political party is doing everybody a disservice, especially in my generation. So that's my two cents. Completely, anyway, there's, completely anyway there's, there's there's nothing radical happening in in America. You know, the only thing that's happening here is like reactionary bullshit. You know, that's mostly it. Peaceful protests are not radical. I mean, when women fought for Agreed. their right, when women fought for their right to vote. They blew shit up and they uh, assassinated people. So the fact that there's a little looting here and there, that's not well, it's more than a little looting. Give me a fucking break. I'm sorry, but there's no such. I mean, you, you, you're like what Trump is trying I'm to. Not, like, I'm not saying nothing about Trump. I'm saying how about we just pray this country move forward? We're, let's just yeah, move, let's forward. move forward. This is going to be a conversation that's going to yeah. Go- this is definitely not the, the yeah, typical not, theme of political the show. Looting. I mean, there's, there's plenty of peaceful protesting. Forward. Let's there's just plenty cut of the peaceful bullshit. protesting, but there is there is forward. rioting and looting too by people. That's great. And is, is, I that got, the same, is that the same people either who are doing it from both groups? Completely fair, guys. But let's go on to more movie stuff. Um, 
So Sarah Shahi, the latest actress to join The Rock, Dwayne Johnson in Black Adam. I'm really excited about this film. Finally, The Rock is a superhero. The Rock has been doing action movies for so for how long, and and still hasn't portrayed a superhero. Isn't Black Adam technically an anti-hero? He's technically an anti-hero who's an um an antagonist uh for Shazam. Yeah. An, uh, antagonist for Shazam. Correct. Wait, wait. So, so you're saying all the characters on um, Fast and Furious aren't superheroes? <laughs> Both <they're, laughs> they might as well be. We thing. should classify them as superhumans. So right. That way, you know, you <laughs> yeah, can be yeah. an anti-hero They're meta. They definitely have meta abilities. They've gotten but, ridiculous. Uh, yeah, but um, Sarah is going to be uh, playing a u- university professor and freedom fighter, leading the resistance in the fictional nation of Kondok. Okay. So this is exciting Marvel news, guys. Benedict Cumberbatch uh, re- uh, set to return as Sorcerer Supreme Doctor Strange in the upcoming Spider-Man 3, opposite Tom Holland. Um, and this is very exciting news as he will kind of now serve as the mentor to fill the void that, sadly, Robert Downey Jr.'s Iron Man, um, Tony Stark, had once uh, uh, held that position <laughs> as the mentor. I know, I know, it's sad. It was it's me sad. dying inside. I know, it's so sad. But the, th- the cool thing about the Spider-Man, I, uh, so the, it's also... Um, it's also been rumored that we're going to see the birth of the multiverse, either in Doctor Strange or the upcoming Spider-Man movie. I think we're going to see a little bit of it in um, in Doctor Strange. And uh, well, Doctor Strange has the new one has multiverse in its title. Yes, of course. Yeah, yeah. So but, there you go. Yeah, but I mean, have you been seeing the rumors about them bringing back Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield? That's, that's what. Oh I was my god, I would to... die. I'd so, so why would they do that? Why, why would they do that? So because they would, the they're from different dimensions. They're from different universes or Spider Verses. Oh. So they, you know, did you did you see Spider Man into the Spider Verse? Um, the animated film. The animated film. It's on no. Netflix. No. no. You should because it is actually one of the best Spider Man movies I've seen in a long time. It's really really good and it's visually amazing. So if you have a good TV, it'll look great. Um, wow. But it's it fantastic. digs into multiple it's dimensions with different Spider Man. All right, so in production, um, George Miller tapped Anya Taylor-Joy, Chris Hemsworth, and Yahya Abdul-Mateen to star in Furiosa. It's a prequel movie based on Charlize Theron's uh, Furiosa character in Mad Max Fury Road. So they were thinking about using Charlize Theron to play that role, Um, but they would have to do the digital, the the agent, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, So they're going to go with Anya Taylor Joy, um, who's 24, um, and I guess the a correct appropriate age range for um, for the, the the younger Furiosa. Yeah. So there's a complete complete. Um, uh, of course, Mad Max Fury is a phenomenal film. I'm really looking forward to this one. Um, you got Chris Hemsworth and Yahya Abdul Mateen the second, um, which should be really cool. I'm really looking forward to that. I'm really looking forward to this film. You know, I love everything so that Margot, Margot Robbie's in. Oh, definitely. Christian Bale, Do, uh, John David Washington, and David O. Russell. A film Are they called... all? Oh, this, this is a different movie. Oh, this is a different movie. <laughs> yeah. I was just moving on. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> it's I'm, called I'm New. To, I wanted to chime in with a quick thing on Mad Max. Um, yes. That script, Furiosa, was written for Charlize Theron for her to do her research on. They wrote, he wrote the Furiosa 
script before he wrote Mad Max. Wow. That is what? Good. Yes. I had no idea. Yeah. That is some awesome trivia. Yeah, yeah. Anywho. Uh, well, we got a guest joining a little early, so let, let's get ahead. We'll get back into everything going on in the world of movies. We're going to pivot to our first special guest of the evening, guys. Uh, Rapper, recording artist extraordinaire, the one and only Andre Excellence. Hey. <laughs> How you doing, Bob? What's up, Andre? What's going on, man? You got Al Soto. If everybody want to introduce themselves really quick. Can you see me? Yeah, we can see yes, you. You're yes. good. You. You're good. I see you, Jam, and you're like, you're grooving. You're going for it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, we got Nick. Talking. We got uh, Alexis. Alexis. Yep. Hi. Hi. And then I guess I'll let Nick introduce himself because I love his background the most. Thank you. Uh, yeah, oh, I'm God. Nick. What's up, I'm Alex? Bud? Hey. Welcome. What's going on? And then we have Oleg over there in the corner. What's up? Oleg. <laughs> What's up, Andre, man? Good to have you on Below the Belt, man. Yeah, I'm glad to, glad to be here. So our resident Jew, uh, Oleg, will probably love your song, Hava Tequila. Oh, yeah. Got a little, a little uh, Hava Tequila, Hava Tequila. I want to hear it. I want to hear it. <laughs> it's dope, man. You haven't heard it? It's so cool. Oh, I haven't heard it. I want to hear it. Do, do you have love send from it to me? Did you send it to me? I sent all your links, all the links, Oleg. But nonetheless, um, it is, uh, it's going to be, it, it will be re, 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 re put out in 2021. 20, 20, 20, oh, yeah. You're going to remix uh, Hava Tequila? Um, no, we, we, it's, it, there's a video out for it. It's out. Yes, you, I saw the video. Yeah. Yeah, it's dope. But we're going to re, 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 reimagine it and put it out. Oh, reimagine it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't think, I don't think it's gotten the, hit in these two so we're gonna do it you know what I, mean? I i saw like over a hundred thousand uh views for that video yeah as far as streams as far as streams and oh, as far as streams yeah push it with, yeah with everything every with everything going on with covid right now it's like i'm like but i just <laughs> that song is like yeah, I, it's a lot of fun man have you gotten feedback from a lot of your uh jewish friends and colleagues do they approve of the song Yes, it, yeah, it it was for me. My um, I, I'm I'm a barbarian. I like bars. I like to write. I'm an artist, and and my religious studies, I learned about the the, the Jewish faith. I learned about bar mitzvahs and bat mitzvahs, and I learned about this whole world. I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> this is amazing. You know, this is this this is you know this is this whole world, and 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 I wanted to to do a song that kind of you know, embodies that time. It, well, it's an iconic Jewish song. I yeah. mean, a lot it, of, actually, a lot of artists covered it. It's it, 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 it felt it, it's because because in my, in my religion, it, 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 it's, it's broken. So I want to do something fun, make it happy. You know what I mean? Yeah, no doubt, man. That's a happy song. For you sure. got to be happy. Mm-hmm. You know what? Listen to your song, Bring Them Out. Uh, that definitely made me happy. I heard some sampling with, man, one of my favorite hip hop artists from back in the day, Diggable Planets. I kind of heard that, oh, yeah. that that bass riff, mm-hmm. Diggable Planets, man, that was dope. Thank you. Tell, you tell us great. about, yeah, tell us about the uh, inspiration behind "Bring 'Em Out, Bring 'Em Out." I just, I'm, I'm, I feel like 
with everything going on in the world, everybody's waiting to come out, right? Yes, absolutely. Just to go out, you know? So I want to be, I want to bring music out and make fun again. Yes. So my, my brand, my style is let's turn, let's turn up, bring them out. Let's bring everybody out. So, and that was an ode to like the classics of, of where we came from, you know? I like, I'm a rapper. Yeah. But, I like to do things um, that speak to to the culture and where we are. I'm a pop culture pop culture rapper. That's that is wonderful, man. Wow, everything has a good message, especially your um, your song "Vote," which obviously mm-hmm. is a very very important. Uh, it's a big deal right now. I mean, November third. Uh, if you haven't already mailed in your ballot, it's very important to go out and vote. And Andre, you actually talked about the different methods of voting uh, in yeah. your track. Yeah. <laughs> I just, you know, my team is amazing and they, they brought it to me and we were, to, well, we were, that would, that, that beat, that track was something else. Then they, they, they brought out the opportunity to vote. And I'm like, okay, wait a minute, hold on. I want everybody to vote. I want everybody to get into it and make it fun, make it happy, right? I mean, or or or, or happy, make it serious or make it cool to vote. You, you see what I'm saying? It, it's a, yeah, making it approachable. Making yes. it. I feel like you because I, I I watched the music video and yeah. it's there's definitely an impactfulness that you're hitting with it. Yeah, I just want I just want people to vote. I don't care what you vote for, who you vote for, where you vote for, just vote. Please. And you're, it's yeah. nonpartisan. I think you wanted to, you know, stress the, oh. that importance. Yeah. Yeah. If we all get out and vote, and, 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 and we'll, we'll see where it, where it goes. But let's vote. And this is a part of the I Voted Concert campaign. And there's a ton of artists associated with this campaign. I know. I know. I know. I know. I'm excited. I'm excited. Is is it for me? Is like. I just, want, I just want everybody to vote. I think, I think this, you, you, you know, I don't want to tell you, this vote is going to be super, it's going to be legendary. Awesome, yeah. awesome. Very, very cool. Yeah, and I actually, I heard a Ric Flair, a Ric Flair reference in the track, and it's interesting because you have a WWE championship. He's because it's so it's so easy for every man to to not vote. Yes. You know? It's so easy. So oh my vote doesn't count. Oh my state goes this way, that way. No, no, your vote counts. Your vote counts. You know what I mean? Yeah. We can't we can't we can't um, be upset of of what goes on if we don't. Yeah. So right. are you gonna tell us who you're voting for or? Well, it's nonpartisan, right? So you, Oleg wants to know who you're voting for. Who do you support? Who do you support? Put him on the spot, man. <laughs> I, just, I don't. You know what? At this point, I'm, I'm just. Um, I just want everybody to vote for who they think is going to take this country to, to the next level, right? Good shit, man. Good shit. That's definitely. Hey, 
Hey, I, if if I could vote for Ric Flair, I'd vote for Ric Flair. Woo! Woo! <laughs> on a sidebar, man, I really dig your. I'm, I'm looking at your studio setup, man. I like your setup. That's dope. Oh yeah, well, the, the the back cave. I call it the back cave. Oh yeah. Nice. That's awesome. So you're a long time uh, WWE wrestling fan. A, a few of us here are wrestling fans. Oh I think God. myself and Chachi. Yeah. Uh, uh, Old school wrestling, yeah. Culture. I mean, yeah, I love, yeah, I love WWE. I mean, listen, the, the best actor in the world is who? The big Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Exactly. Boom. And Boom. John Cena. <laughs> and he's getting there. He's getting there. And John Cena. He's getting there. And Dave Batista. You know, they're all getting there. <laughs> but yes, the Rock. It is the Rock. It is the Rock. No doubt. It's amazing. They they tell a story and they they do it well. They they tell America's story and they do it well. It is just and 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 man. I can't, I can't give them more love. No like, doubt. I love it. I love it, man. So uh, I love, you know, I, I checked out some of your tracks on your Spotify um, and uh, some really catchy tracks, man. And I love how you, you like the, like the song, the bring them out song. You're, you're um, sampling some uh, diggable planets. I, f- I feel like some old school, but contemporary at the same time with your style. Yeah. Would that be a correct assumption? Yes, yes, absolutely. Nice. Some old school stuff to make people dance and have fun. Yes. Yeah, my heart, oh, yeah. people would get popping. And again, we're in COVID, we all know what we're going through, but I want to turn up. I want everyone to have fun. Yes. Like, I, I mean, I think Al's turning up already. I don't know what's in his glass. But yeah. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, man. <laughs> like, like, Turn up. Boring to me. Everybody's sad and stormy. Stop. Yeah, sometimes you got to do I that, I need to make man. a gif of that. You want, I, want, I need I to make a gif of that. And so it's like I want to bring energy to, to, to it. Yeah, it was a point where you would just have fun. It was hits. You'd be like, yeah, let's do it again. And we're <laughs> back there. And if we look at history with coronavirus, if we look at history, the Spanish flu, right? Mm-hmm. 100 years ago, there was the Roaring Twenties. Yes. We're going to come back. So I want to bring the noise. The uh, Roaring Twenties. Cool. Get the clubs back. Get the feel good music back. Get the partying back. The popping bottles. Turn yeah, up, nice. get yeah, it. It's coming. It's coming. Everybody wants to be that. That, that coming is going to come. Yeah. I want to. Yeah. I agree wholeheartedly, man. Oh, yeah, man. So I'm going to hear your influences. They're everything from Notorious B.I.G., Jay Z, Lady Gaga, Don McLean, and the Beatles of all groups. Wow. wow. The Beatles. All right. That's a great mixture. They make. I mean, they make. They make. They the melodies. They make you cry. Make yes. Beautiful, mm-hmm. beautiful songs. They make songs people want to hear. I'm just a child of music. I like a that, beautiful song. Something that touches me that, that you, you can't, you know, it, it, yeah. it's your soul. You feel it. You embody it. I embody music. So, you know, it, 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 it's just beautiful. Yeah, I love them. Yeah. Andres, I got a good rhetorical question for you, brother. Um, I don't know if you saw the new Bill and Ted movie. Wow. But the whole point of the movie was that they rounded up history's musicians to create a song to bring peace to the whole world, right? Who would be your dream team to bring peace to the whole world? Who would be your oh, musicians wow. to make the song? That's a good one. Yeah, I, bro. 
I, you know, I, I didn't watch the movie because I was waiting for um to I didn't see the second one. Watch so, them all, definitely watch them all. Exactly. So I'm like, I can't see the second one, the third. So and 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 I like to I like to record and do music like every week. So I'm like, and they're they're mad at me. They're like, let's watch it. I'm like, no, I need to see two or three. Um, I respect people, that. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. People, um. Huh. Anybody in history? Anybody in history? We'll make that. Yeah, this is a loaded question. It's a pretty big question. You can't <laughs> forgo if it's too big. Bring back, bring back the question. Oh, the question was, who would be your musical dream team to write the song that brings peace to the world? Wow, you and another artist, dream team. Yeah. Yeah, man. Um, Madonna, Jay Z. Madonna, Jay Z, and you. You. Oh, excellence is excellence everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> How about that collaboration, Jay Z, Madonna, oh. and excellence? Um, Michael. Hell yeah. MJ. That'd be a powerhouse. That would be a powerhouse. Wait, we're bringing him from the dead. We're exhuming Michael Jackson. Anybody in history. Anybody oh, okay. in history. Anybody in history. Yeah. yeah. Tina. Tina. Yeah. Tina Turner. See, it's interesting. You're saying Michael and Tina, and we know exactly who you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Well, you that's know how what you I mean? Know. That's how you know, you know? Yeah, man. That's a dream team, man. I dig it. I dig that it. Is, that is dope, man. Dope. That's dope. <clears throat> Any particular contemporary artists that you want to collaborate with? Uh, I've been watching everything and what's going out there. Let me see what's going on there. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I like. I, I, you know what? I like. I love Cardi. Cardi B. Cardi. She's, so, she's all. Yeah, we like her too. She's, she's killing so, it right now. No, we you know what it is. She's herself. Yeah. She's herself. You know what I mean? Uh, like I love how she just. You know what? Regardless of lyrics or whatever, but, but whatever. <laughs> I, was, I was actually gonna Say ask. What, you, wow, what does that mean? Say it. What, <laughs> say it, Al. Huh? I'll say what. Wow. I'm not gonna say what it means, but we all know what it stands for. But okay. now that you, now that, now that you brought it up, body embodiment. You feel, you feel her. You feel her, her struggle. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. And, and and I just, I just wanted to see her go. She 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 makes me happy. You know what I mean? She, you know, you know where you stand with her. Yeah, she's cool. She's cool. Yeah, yeah, man. So you don't get alarmed by the crazy lyrics that are in the WAP song, for instance. Wow. I like the lyrics. Let's have fun. Okay. Women, we, we, we went from the days of Snoop Dogg talking about, um, yeah, Snoop, Snoop, Snoop Dogg talking about. Yeah, um, my friends hit it. Everybody hit it. You, you get it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no doubt. The women, women are coming back and talking about whack. You better get it. No, this woman empowerment is is the crime. I love no women. Song. But yeah. like, I mean, has everybody forgot Elliot? About like, huh? hold on, one at a time, one at a time. Oh yeah, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say like Missy Elliott has been singing like like songs like that. Really provocative lyrics. Yeah. So One way back in the day, and Little Kim and Little Kim, yeah, Foxy Brown, and Salt there's a whole pepper. history of that, yeah. Fucking push. And then there's Kaya with my back. I don't know if you guys know that song. Oh, oh yeah, my neck, my back. Yeah, yeah, my, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
maybe a new performance on um, Saturday Night Live. I was, I it, it made me cry. She's beautiful, bananas. She, she, you know, taking her thing. We, 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 we objectify women, and now women, women take the power back to do it. Go, go for it. Yeah, I love it. But I noticed as that a woman, about- it's a as a woman, it's a it's a very interesting line to to walk, of course, just because it's like. I don't know. It's like when you when you're at Cardi B's level, I feel like it's easier to talk about those things and just kind of be like, yeah, it's here. Whereas like if you're kind of butting up there, it's like, hmm, do I go that hard and alienate everybody? And it's like, does it kind of matter? Because at one time or another, every woman feels that way. So it's like it's a gamble, right? It's it is kind of a gamble. So um, it is nice to have artists such as herself making the uh, whatever the fuck she wants to make. Like, you know, like, no doubt. yes. <laughs> she wants to make. I'm, I'm like, do, do, go it. Go for it. Go for it. Yeah. yeah. That's what Andre, she's thinking about. So that's what she's singing about. That's Andre, where about. are you based, Andre? Are you in the West Coast or East Coast? Oh, Let's see. The city, the, the city of angels. Los Angeles. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> how, how are things going out there with with uh, the pandemic? Or because we we're we we're talking earlier earlier how LA and New York are still still having open movie theaters and indoor dining. That's that's accurate, correct? Yeah, yeah. It's not. It's, yeah. it's, it's a lot. I mean, I I'm just I, I I am not the example. I I I singly focus. So I have a studio. I just work 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 work. There you go music make music may create 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 but it's, it's true sad. you know it's, everything's closed not 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 a lot of not a lot of going going on at all and uh, you know I, I would be i will go to the beach i sit away from everybody mm-hmm. enjoy it enjoy myself but stay um, put my mask on i i just you know just waiting it out just waiting it out it's, it's sad it's sad, but but I understand what I understand, and I, and and I don't want to. I know that I could be reckless and get and get something, but I don't give somebody else hurt somebody else. You know? so it's like, just it's yeah. yeah, yeah, no doubt. Um, but one thing I want I would note about your music videos are very unique, just like your style of music. They're not your typical hip hop videos, popping bottles at the club and and and, and all the girls in there. Very Thank unique. You. Yes, something very Thank different you. and refreshing. Is that something that you? Is that something you wanted to do yeah. on purpose, or it just yeah. so happened that it landed that way with your music videos? I tr- yes, I try to do something different because I'm like everybody does the same thing all the time, all, all, all over, over and over again. You know, we're working on a video. I wanted something, something different, something that people that people can that you can enjoy. Like it's it. it I know we is a party uh, bottles and and actually right now no one's partying in bottles you know what I mean I I want to yeah. be I want to be true to true to tell so I, I try to try to do that very cool very cool man so you're you're creating you got this uh, hit album on Spotify um, what else are you working on man Ooh. another project. <laughs> another yeah. project, another music that project. Silence said so much. Always working. So I know you want to get on that stage. I know you want to perform, and then when it's when it's safe to do so, I know you want to do that. I can't wait. So for me, I feel like now's the time. I'm like I'm gonna just create, create, 
he created records, he created yeah. people, and just and then because I know when everybody's when they when they say it's over, we we it's gonna be a wellspring of yeah, let's go. So I'm creating smashes right now. I have another song coming out called "Gonna Shake Your Chick." It's gonna be a smash in a month, and a video for 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 Bring 'Em Out is gonna come out. Um, I'm just just keep. I do I do I, I do I do I do a song a week. Every day, every day, every day. Wow. Well, we're excited. We're actually going to play Bring Them Out to close out the interview, man. Because, yeah, we're going we're to play it, man. It's a dope track. And, uh, uh, man, Andre, we really thank you so much uh, for being a part of Below the Belt Show. Throughout your social media, I think it's everything Andre Excellence, right? Yes. Andre, uh, um, social media, uh, Andre Excellence on Twitter is Excellent World. Um, where awesome. were you born? Can I just ask where you were born? Oh, well, my artist name. My artist name is my art, the artist name is just excellent. excellent. Simply excellent. So you cut the Andre out. Cool, cool, cool. Oh, like you have one more question to ask. Uh, are, you, are you American or were you born in America or? I'm an American, of course. I'm a patriot. Okay. I'm an, I am. A, yes, I'm an American. I can't. Okay. Patriot. That's why he can vote, right? You you noticed a little. You thought it was in a little accent, Oleg. Is that why? You thought huh? it was an accent. You thought he had an accent. Is that why, Oleg? Is that why you asked if he was American? Well, my family. My, well, my family yeah, yeah. I mean, and then your look, maybe you're like from Haiti or something. I don't know. Oh, no. My family's from the Caribbean. My family, my, my family is, is Trinidad and Tobago. Trinidad and Tobago. Mm. There you go. Oh, Very yeah, nice. I'm born in Washington, D.C. I have Washington, D.C. Okay. We got DMV in the house. Uh, DMV, DMV, all right. DMV. DMV in the house, man. D.C., Maryland, Virginia, man. Yo, so that's cool. So, Excellence, if you could, uh, before let's go, cut us a promo. Let us know who you are. Let us know you're on Below the Belt. And then at the end, maybe throw out a freestyle. Um, Does that sound cool? My name is Andre Excellence. I'm on the Below the Belt podcast. I'm the best rapper that you ever, ever, ever knew. Ever, 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 ever for you. Ever, 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 ever could, would, should have, should have, had a... <clears throat> Do anything I want to do. Why won't you come to me? Yeah, you know, yeah, you just get on it. Yeah. yeah. That was hey. awesome. <laughs> Andre, that was dope, man. Thank you so much for being a part of BTV, man. Of course. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. I love it. Thank you. All right. Let's do a group snapshot Hi. real quick before oh, you go. Snapshot. Okay? We'll, we'll oh, yeah, photo. snapshot. Photo op. Photo op. Okay, ready? One. Two, three. Awesome, awesome. All right, bro. Oh, that's cute. I love All right. that. Oh. Excellence, thanks for being a part of our show tonight, man. Yeah, you had a great so night. We'll be Thank checking you. out your tracks, your Spotify. Got some good stuff, man. Dope tracks on there, man. I'm a fan. I'm going to support you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. All right. Take care, Andre. Bye. All right. So long. All right, that was Andre Excellence, guys. And uh, Chachi, if you don't mind, we'll do the classic cut at the end of the program. And we're going to play Andre's track, Bring Them Out. Bring Them Out here. Um, so uh, here's Andre Excellence track, Bring Them Out. And we'll be back right after that. Kill, 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 kill. Ha, ha, ha. They, they drew 
turn up. I'ma tell him with the mission. Fuck the world to submission. Top bottom, be submissive. Can we get some rolls and bitches? Get to twerking, dropping bridges. Make your leg die, move like a car, dropping switches. Every pole, cat, Google, pussy, cat, show your vision. Let it out, give it all. Like you on the power ball, like you burning down the mall. Not a cash, money, funny, money. Call you with the Jesus. Get your ear drum, see you need a new prince to please yourself. Something old, something new, something bar, something blue, something real, something true. Soundtrack for your crew, music to rebel to. A star who won't fail, use only gold. In the world, here's two million. Cause I'm cool like that, I keep a pumping like that. I got him working like that, till it be twerking like that. I got him cooking like that, I want you jerking like that. I run the block like that, I bring him out, bring him, bring him. Cause I'm cool like that, I keep a pumping like that. I got him working like that, till it be twerking like that. I got him cooking like that, I want you jerking like that. I run the block like that, I bring him out, bring him, bring him, bring him. I beat to rap, what keep it to lock, what to as simply excellence. excellence bring them out uh, sampling diggable planets chachi will be uh closing out the show with the classic cut um but yeah let's throw out some more movie news before our next a special guest calls in man um whew, lots of stuff going on in the world of entertainment guys oh, i think yeah. the last the last film we did talk about was if i can get back to that Oh yeah, okay. So so here's an interesting one, guys. Um Buck Rogers is getting a reimagination. Um What? Buck oh, Rogers, yes. <laughs> okay, okay. You're gonna do a um a big screen uh reboot, I guess, of this old school sci fi character, Buck Super Rogers. Super old school. Yep. Um they also want to do a whole bunch of different projects based on Buck Rogers. Um, that would pave way to a TV series as well as an anime series. So they really have a lot of faith in Buck Rogers, but I don't know. I mean, it's, that's, is that that's a franchise? ways, man. Is that <laughs> a franchise? Like Dune, I get. I, I get why they're rebooting that, but um, I don't know about Buck Rogers. I don't like know. how far back is Buck Rogers? Is that sixties or is that seventy? Like, I'm, it's out of my wheelhouse. Yeah, I'm. I wasn't really familiar with it either, but. Um, he was first printed in 1928 in wow. um, in, a, in a I was off by four years. So. Yeah, but then I think he did have a television run on on a really old 50s or 60s show. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um. So okay. I mean, we'll see. Yeah. I mean, you know, if they've been rebooting things successfully, uh, like Dune looks amazing. I cannot wait to see that. Yeah, he had like Buck Rogers on like 50 to 51, and then they had okay, a there you go motion picture okay. and an NBC series from 79 to 81. Man, some of these studios are just running out of fucking so, source material, aren't they? Jesus. Oh not God. really 
not really like a, a big a big run for Buck Rogers, but I mean, I guess if they do it right, it could be. If they do it right, different. man, it's all in that script. <laughs> if they get a good it, script, it, it is all the it script. It might not suck. But I don't know how many people who would go to see it actually knows who the hell Buck Rogers is. Yeah, you know, so, so the name I value mean, alone, I don't think we'll bring them in unless you're like. 80 years old, and you're like, oh, I want to see the Buck Rogers movie. <laughs> yeah, this is they the, have they have to completely they have to reimagine it, and they have to put a major star in it. Yeah, for it to do well. Yeah, but they, I mean, I, I guess they they still do Lost in Space, and I guess the people. That's true. Lost are, in Space was a was ahead of Netflix. You're right. Buck that Rogers was, starring Dwayne the Rock Johnson. What was Lost in Space back in the 60s? So there you go. There you go. Lost in Space. Well, don't forget was, they tried Lost in Space in the 90s too. Remember with that Matt LeBlanc movie? Yeah. <laughs> that should be interesting so this, this is a movie I, I don't know why they want to do again but remember the others Nicole Kidman's 2001 Haunted House film which had a, a pretty crazy twist um, I really enjoyed this one uh, film but um, they're actually um, optioning the rights for um, a remake alright yeah do, do, does anyone remember the film the others I think I might have seen it once. It has a on crazy. DVD. It has a crazy twist, um, but I guess yeah. If you do want to see it, or yeah, it's probably better not. I know I'm spoiling a 20 year old movie, guys. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, Selena Gomez is starring in Dollhouse, a horror movie set in New York City's elite fashion scene. So a oh fashion movie with horror elements. Wow, that's something. Sounds like something Oleg would be all about but he's not here yet joining us on the uh on the show um let's see ridley scott is working on his next project kitbag a movie about the french military leader emperor napoleon Mm -hmm. and joaquin phoenix attached to star but joaquin is not napoleon's height wasn't napoleon known for the napoleon complex for being a little guy (laughs) Actually, that's uh, it's uh, what do they call that? An urban legend. He was actually like five seven or five eight, which was the normal height for just about everybody back then. Five oh. six. Five six, five, yeah. six. Yeah. Oh, so they were really. Uh... Well, I I heard that was because that was kind of that was kind kind of to like um I guess make him seem weaker than what he was. You know, try to um, what do you call it um. Like a propaganda thing, propaganda or, type uh, of thing, yeah. Uh, yeah or lampooning, so sure. maybe. Stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. That makes. Sense. I mean, sense. knowing Joaquin Phoenix, he'd probably cut off his legs to make himself five six just for method acting. <laughs> yeah, <right>. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, is Joaquin is Joaquin French? Um, he's American. Joaquin, he's American. Yeah. I mean, his family was had raised, Native American. They're, yeah, they're Native yeah, American. they're they're yeah, U.S. He, play a Frenchman though. I think he can. I'm like, I mean, just probably kidding. I'm I'm referring to the Cleopatra. Um, oh, oh I, I get it. I get it. Yeah, I see what you're saying. I well, here's so they're doing a they're doing a Reagan biopic as well. Play anybody? Oh shit! Are you serious? Yep. Uh, with um, Dwayne Dennis, Rock Johnson. No, I'm just kidding. Dennis <laughs> Quaid. Oh my gosh. Uh, <laughs> Wait, who was it? Dennis Quaid will be playing Ronald Reagan. Okay. Uh, Penelope Ann Miller um, playing Nancy Reagan, and I gotta give. Um, we talked about Skip Schwink a couple weeks ago. He got a major role in this film too. He'll Skip. be playing. Yeah, Skip Schwink will be playing Jimmy Carter. Who's Skip Schwink? I know that. Oh, really? He was a director from he's from Annapolis, Maryland, um, and he 
he just got a resurgence in acting recently. He got a a, a part on Minari with Stephen Yoon from Walking Dead, that Sundance Darling film. Oh, okay. okay. And then he got a wow a role on uh on this Reagan biopic, and he's an uh, Oklahoma-based actor. He's in Oklahoma, Oklahoma City. Um, but yeah, kudos to cool. our playing a playing a president. That's pretty cool. He is playing yeah. a president. So big props to Skip Schwink from Annapolis uh, for for landing that role. Um, it's small. It's a small supporting role, but still, I mean, it's a, that's the that's president. A big that, name though. That's the president oh, yeah. that preceded Ronald Reagan, right? Right. So, yeah. Definitely. And Carter's so, still alive, so I wonder if he's going to get to meet him or something like that. That's a good point. Yeah. Well, anybody, I, anybody can meet Carter. Um, well, I'm sure once the pandemic ends, but he he still teaches um, Sunday school down um, south of Atlanta. No and um, yeah, yeah, I went to see him. Yeah, I went to see him a few years ago, and like um, you know, you, you go through class? Secret service. What? You take his class? Well, oh yeah, yeah, Sunday school class. Yeah, like so oh, you go. So you, took the, you actually took the class. I mean, right. it's, it's not really a class. It is his preaches or whatever, but like, um, it's still Sunday yeah, school. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But afterwards, afterwards, you get a picture with, um, with him and the first lady. And, Man, uh, that would be a Secret Service detail that has to be just like super cake. Like yeah. Alexis, I have a security background. I was in the Marine Corps and did all that shit. I was yeah. president of security for Bush. Oh, back really? Oh, four. Yeah. Okay. And uh, oh, Leg. I bet there he is. security for for Carter. My, Sorry. My martial artist, my martial arts teacher and stuff like that, and quite a few of my friends do security as well. So I, I got you. Yeah. yeah but I, but I mean, I mean, you know, Jimmy Carter is super cool. Like, I mean, I mean, he's in his mid nineties now and, and still teaching right. Sunday school and still doing Habitat for Humanity. Yeah. So he's definitely God I bless think, you, man. A generally yeah. like good guy. Yeah. So yeah. it's good to see that he still does that, you know, and yeah. like, super humble too, like during that class. He kind of just talks about how it was being a Christian and being president um, during that time. So it's, it's pretty cool to hear. Good old Jimmy Carter. Jimmy Carter, again, congratulations to Skip Schwink of the DMV in Annapolis, Maryland, representing in this film. Yeah, yeah. Um, Sammy Davis Jr. is getting a biopic by MGM. Lena Waithe will be producing this. Another one. Another Sammy Davis Jr. biopic? Yeah. I guess there's one uh, not too long ago. Didn't... Um... Hey Al, that that comedian that that we, that was on your show years ago, wasn't he going to be in the Sammy Davis biopic? Man, Tommy Davidson. Yeah, the one we saw that the yeah, that's, a good, that's a good memory. God, <laughs> that's, that's a very a good, good, memory. really good. Memory. Well, he well he invited us to that show, um, to his show afterwards. Yeah, but he said he wanted to be, play the um. Sammy Davis Jr. in the bio. Interesting. Yeah, I could see him playing him. Yeah. Yeah, I could I see him know. playing him too. The who's look, gonna play him? He's got the look, you know. Yeah, he's gonna play him in this bio. For this film, okay. Do I have the actor? Um, or I don't. Is it too soon. You know, I think it's in pre-production. I, I it's in development, so I don't. Mm. I don't think they actually cast Sammy Davis just yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, good to know. Good to know. Yeah. Well, I hope they cast. Um, that guy. What are you? What about your boy Jesse Smollett? He's actually going to be directing now. Oh yeah. A film called B Boy Blues, an adaptation of the '94 novel about gay culture within the hip hop scene. Mm-hmm. And this will be his directorial debut. I think it's probably a smart move for Jesse to step away from the limelight and acting and go behind the camera and kind of let his 
Yeah. Controversy but... died down. Oh, wait. Jesse Smollett, the guy that lied about being, being uh, attacked. Yeah. Yeah, attacked. But, yeah, yeah. I don't really want to see his face ever again. Ever. <laughs> right? I mean, gave, I don't know. Jason Black's a bad name. I get it, right? I'm, it was not cool. Yeah. Not cool what he did. I mean, I thought I I thought that he was still possibly gonna like. Aren't they still sort of going after him? The the law too. Yeah. Yeah, Well, he's uh, yeah. He's still engaged with a legal fight with the city of Chicago over the 2019 assault. And technically, he's not really working right now anyway, since they kicked him off the show. So homeboy's got to work somehow, right? Yeah. Well, directing's well, worse. I'm sorry. I hate to say it, but like, yeah. I mean, actors are the face of of a project, but the directors are the actual project. No offense to my right. actors on the call. I oh, am yeah. one of them. Actors are great. Actors are wonderful. I love being an actor, and and sometimes people are like, "Oh, I saw you in the thing," and I was like, "Really?" I was like, "That's awesome." Thanks. But <laughs> directors are the ones that own the project. Charged. I think it's worse that he's directing. Yeah. Really? Okay, that's a good point because he he won't be yeah, necessarily to me, that's like that's your. I mean, it's it's strange yeah. because people are like, oh, cool. Well, you know, like if we don't like this person, then we shouldn't give. You know, like you that's start to see good, a deter- You start to see a, a deterioration in, pa- in platform, right? Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Why are we giving him a bigger platform? You want to know why? No because sense. there's still a marketable value in it. People are going to want to see this oh, trend yeah. simply because it's Jesse Smollett, and it's going to have nothing absolutely. to do with remakes. But yeah. it's, it's it's frustrating from a actor director standpoint because I'm just like I don't, don't want to that would orchestrate a hoax about about violence against against him for being black and gay. Yeah, absolutely. I say it all the time, man. They got to milk that cash cow. Yep. Yeah, it's Are, called every half of the superhero films ever made. Sorry, that's, that's milking, guys. I love them. That, I love them. I, love I know. Them. I, love them. I know. But, it is, <laughs> but you're not wrong. Milking. You are not wrong. <laughs> oh man well these names could like headline a movie on their own but they're coming together for a huge netflix film directed by adam mckay leonardo dicaprio meryl streep kate blanchett jonah hill wow. himesh patel who you remember from um, the beatles uh, movie um oh, yeah. timothy chalamet ariana grande kid cuddy matthew perry tomer sisley i don't remember the last guy's name but nonetheless it's a movie called Don't Look Up. Um, I was going to say, is it Suicide Squad 3? I know, you would think it. You know, Leonardo won't do superhero movies. I think he said that in an interview. He good. won't do... He doesn't need to do superhero he movies. He refuses to do... He refuses to do genre, like superhero, sci-fi. If you notice, you won't see a single sci-fi or superhero thing on his resume. He just won't do them. Yeah. Or yeah. sequels. He's, he's, he said he doesn't like doing sequels either. And I thought I mean, that was interesting. Cool. There's yeah. plenty of other actors that do all that shit. That's cool. They get paid. They get that's how that's how they get paid. You know. Well, I, I mean, think he feels like he does what, on his own, and he certainly does. Yeah. You know? But I I, so, I like I enjoy seeing like good actors in comic book films. I think they add to the performance. I don't know. Well, you know what? This actually has some sci-fi elements. So it's a a story follows two scientists who discover a meteor will strike our planet in six months, and they must warn the population. Uh, so, um, so DiCaprio and, oh, wow. Jennifer Lawrence is in this too. Holy shit. Okay. <laughs> is this deep impact? Are we getting another deep impact? Is that yeah. what <laughs> So, uh, Jennifer Lawrence and Leonardo DiCaprio, along with Meryl Streep and Jonah Hill. Oh my gosh. Kate <laughs> Blanchett, Timothy Chalamet. This is a huge film, guys. Deep impact with Oscar 
With Oscar winners. That's essentially what this oh. is. And this, and this is skipping theaters. This is going to Netflix, guys. Can you believe this? Is Netflix films. Not surprised. Wow. Shock. Not surprised. Not surprised. Not surprised. Well, it's no. huge. Okay, that's fair. It's fair. It's fair. Um, another film by. Wait, the wait before you say that, like I'm reading about Leonardo DiCaprio and different um, sci-fi. Um, okay. Superhero type of things he turned down. So he turned down um, a role in Batman Forever, which um, thank <laughs> that was God. Smart. I think Absolutely they wanted right, to play yeah. Robin. Uh, he turned down a role um, in uh, Star Wars. He's playing Robin? That he would be insane. Oh. They, they wanted him to. Turn it down, son. No. <laughs> he turned down everything superhero. So, yeah. So he wanted, and they wanted him in Star Wars to play um, saying Anakin. Saying, Anakin Skywalker in the trilogy. I think right? that could have been. I mean, that could, really could have helped Star Wars. It could have helped it, yeah. Could've but I, that's it. interesting. And then also, um, that's right, Spider Man. See, there you go. He just doesn't do those type I of. I can't movies. see. I can't see him as Spider-Man. I could see him as Anakin. Yeah. Totally. Could I see him as Anakin. Oh Can't God. Spider-Man. Yeah. I got love for totally. Hayden Christensen, though, man. I I got a, I got a. There's a special place in my heart for Hayden. <laughs> That's totally fair, guys. Totally fair. Uh, the Russo brothers uh, from the Avengers Endgame have a film on Netflix called Mosul. It's an action film that plunges viewers into the fight between the renegade police unit and the ISIS fighters who have destroyed their homes. Okay, wow. What's um, Mosul. Mo- Mosul. Thank you. I knew I was. I knew the military man had to uh, correct uh, correct my pronunciation on that. But um, hey, man, you got the Avengers Endgame guys behind this film. You know, you know it's going to probably do pretty well. Yeah. Until the Russos get all Joss Whedon on us, they can do no wrong. Yeah. True. I haven't seen any. Hey, I love my boy Josh, but yeah. Homeboy's lost so his touch. I'm just, it's a little, it's, it's getting, the, the, the tech is a, little, is a little much for me, but. Mm, yeah. Anyways. Anyway. So uh, on Netflix, I know we talked about Glow not returning for its final four season. There, which breaks my heart. Breaks my heart. I'm a big fan. Do you really? Yes, I do. It's a yeah. great show. If you haven't seen I it, I enjoy you it too. They're actually um, campaigning. Alison Brie, man, I love Alison Brie. What's up? Oh, me too. oh my God, Alison Brie's a goddess. Let's just right? be honest. She's. <laughs> she, I would. I would date her if I was single and in buy or pay. Fuck that! My wife. <laughs> might, and me, I could date her. She's yeah. Like baby, but right. I have permission. She'll probably come out in a few years. You gotta always have permission for that one person, or maybe two, or three, or four. Um, but, with um, Dave. Vlad, Vlad has my permission for Chris Pratt. So Chris Pratt, if you're watching this, please take oh, him out on a date. Thank you. you. That would be his <laughs> life. Oh wait, oh for him. Yes. He wants to date with Chris Pratt. Oh, oh yeah. My God. Vlad's like, if Chris Pratt walked into the room right now, Alexis, I'm sorry, I'm going with him. And I was like, <laughs> that's fine. So that's his yeah, type of guy. He's married <laughs> to. Um, Dave Franco. Dave Franco. Dave Franco. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So they're actually gonna. They actually have a. Um, well, they did a reunion where they gather virtually for the live stream reunion. Yeah. And they talked about um, trying to get a movie. They're campaigning for a movie to wrap up the show, like That'd a two-hour cool. Netflix special. That'd be cool. Um, and um, yeah, no, I think it's really, really important. I think they should follow suit uh, and do that um i'd love to see it personally i think that'll be well worth it um let's see uh victoria justice and midori francis are starring in a netflix show called afterlife of the party centers on a social butterfly who experiences the biggest party foul of all 
dying during her birthday week, and she's given a second chance to right her wrongs. Okay, so it's a little bit of a redemption, and uh, I guess a second chance at life kind of thing, redemption there. Um, I'm sorry, who's this time? Uh, Victoria Justice. Mm. Yeah, no, not feeling it. <laughs> I mean, good choice. Good choice. I mean, it's a good, it's a great choice. I'm just part of... Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have feelings about things. Keep talking, please. I'll, I'm uh, not going to get on the soapbox. That's all right. <laughs> uh, let's Nothing see to do I'm... with the actress or the anything else. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, let's see, a couple of um, Netflix uh, animated projects includes animated show based on the Elf on the Shelf, a Christmas character with the watchful eye, to see who has been naughty or nice every Christmas. So surprised that hasn't happened sooner. So surprised that hasn't hope- happened sooner. And hopefully um, the Shelf of the Elf hasn't been watching Oleg's Grinder account because I'm sure there is more naughty than nice on that. Um, I, have, I haven't been on Grinder. I'm... I'm- Social distancing. Such a this very good. Oh, yeah, yeah go. that's smart. Thank Thanks. you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, another animated show um, is going to be produced by Chris Ludacris Bridges. Hell yeah! It's an, a- an animated musical kid series called Karma's World. All right, all right. So look out for that one. Enough. See what Luda can give us. Uh, Kathleen yeah. Turner will be um, on the final season of the Comincy Method. Um, wow. as a series regular, I love her. Homegirl's gonna be romancing those stones. That's the stone, yes. Oh, Help fill the void by Alan Arkin, who Alan Arkin left um, on the third and final season of the commencing method. Um, um, let's see, uh, you can see trailers for Unsolved, Unsolved it, Mysteries, too. The voice of um, Jessica Rabbit, she was Jessica Rabbit, really? yes, correct. Yeah. That's sexy sure. voice. Yeah, she went. To, she she graduated. She graduated from UMBC, by the way. No, she, she was what? one. Of, she really? was one of UMBC's most famous alumni. Yeah, you're right. Alumni. That's cool. I didn't know that. Yeah. Jared <laughs> Ruff Goldman and Al Soto. There you go. No. She was, she go. was the first. And, she was the first and last. Well, Duff Goldman's the Charm City Cake guy, and then um, then you have Al Soto. Yeah. The first, <laughs> first, first, and first and last. First and last. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God! Um, trailers for the Netflix Unsolved Mysteries Volume Two is out. If you want to check that out, as well as the Crown Season Four, which offers first footage of Gillian Anderson as Margaret Thatcher. If you're a fan of those oh, wow. shows, oh wow, that's, mm-hmm. that sounds good. yeah. All right, so Ian McGregor said that production on the Untitled Obi Wan Kenobi series will beginning will be starting in March of 2021. Big Nick. Yeah, I know you're excited. This is probably one of my most anticipated out of the the new Star Wars series announced on Disney Plus. I am really looking forward to the Obi Wan Kenobi series. Um, Darth Maul is expected to return. Oh yeah. Um, so that's, that's gonna be awesome. That's something I'm looking forward to. I wonder if they're gonna bring back Ray Parker. They have Maul. to. Yeah. Right. Obviously not the voice. Have you ever heard that kid talk? My yes. Well, we, actually, we actually interviewed uh, yeah. Ray Park at the uh, Star Wars Celebration. No yeah, shit. I think I think they had a different voice actor for um, Solo. They did, and it yeah. wasn't the they, same voice they had actor. Sam Whit- they had, I believe they had Sam Witwer, who yes. voiced Small on the show. They just um, think his personal voice wasn't 
wasn't uh, very. It's too, it's too high pitched in Australian, bro. You're right. <laughs> right. Tell me how you really feel. I mean, I love Ray Parker. I've met him at Awesome Con. He's a cool dude. Um, it just didn't work for the character. Didn't work for the character. Yeah, he didn't, didn't have this menacing voice. Grizzly yeah. and, and brooding. Well, you know, the same with um, Darth Vader's voice. You know, oh, the yeah. um, like David um, was it David Prowse who played yeah. him? I think they I think they used his voice um, for some of it initially. Dude, and you're they, right. Uh, yes. Went, to, went with James Earl Jones. I remember watching <laughs> the documentary, just... the Star Wars documentary, and then yes. Absolutely. I don't know if you guys ever watch any of Eddie Izzard's stand-up comedy, but he had a bit about Darth Vader if he just had a high-pitched British voice. He's like, listen, I'm Lord Vader, so you have to listen <laughs> right. to what I'm telling you. That's what just reminded me of that. I'm sorry. I'll shut up. <laughs> no, you're good. You're good. Uh, so New York Comic Con uh, was this past weekend. They um, had some really cool panels. Nothing really newsworthy on The Walking Dead shots. They just... Pretty much everything they talked about is things that we already knew, like the uh, six episodes for the upcoming um, current season, 10. They did talk about the Rick Grimes movies. Those those are still going to happen. So, you know, don't worry about that. Um, (laughs) They had Fear the Walking Dead and they had um, World Beyond panels as well. Dude, Fear the Walking Dead, dude, that that episode, that premiere was fucking awesome. Really? That's surprising. Yeah, I was surprised too how good it was. It's almost like they're really trying this year to do really well. So, oh, but that's you didn't good. Watch the, you didn't watch the recent seasons, have you? <laughs> Did you stop watching it? I actually started it back up because I wanted to. I was in, really interested in Dwight's storyline. So Dwight um, mm-hmm. left Walking Dead for Fear and wants to find his wife Sherry. Which one and is Dwight again? Dwight had the fucked up face burned from Negan's ironing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. See, that's how far back I go. Right, I thought, right. I thought he died. He didn't die? No, he joined Fear the Walking Dead. He left. Daryl told him, okay. get out of here, um, find your wife, but never come back again, if you recall, on that one. Because, uh, you know, that's when the saviors, you know, were uh, left. Or Sorry, when the saves, when the, that's when the saviors were defeated, rather. I'll be back um, in two seconds. Hold on. No doubt. Um, also, the New York Comic Con, Stephen King's The Stand had a panel as well. Um, this is going to be on CBS All Access. Um, uh, James Marsden, Amber Heard, Odessa Young, Owen Teague. Pretty big names for this one. Um, and it's Stephen King, so it definitely might be worth uh, checking out. Um, also on the New York Comic Con, Kate Mulgrew um, is going to return to the Star Trek universe for an animated series called Star Trek Prodigy, reprising her role as Captain Catherine Janeway. So if you're a big Star Trek fan and you like Kate Mulgrew, of course, we all know her as Red from Orange is New Black. Oh, yeah. Um, and did you know, Chachi, she uh, was on uh, Star Trek The Next Generation? On the gen- yeah, I'm, I'm watching Next Generation yeah, right Voyager. now. I'm sorry, Star Trek Voyager. I'm sorry. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I think she's on one of those. Yeah. She's fantastic. I love her. She was always one of my favorite characters in Orange Is New Black. Her her yes. acting is phenomenal. Is she great? Are you talking about Star Trek Discovery or one of the Picard or one of those ones? Is she is she popping in there? Oh uh, well, she's gonna. Okay, yeah, that's right. You left for a second. She's gonna be in an animated show reprising her role. Oh sweet. It's called Star Trek Prodigy. Oh, cool, cool. I'm currently yeah. rewatching The Next Generation, so that's totally rad. Oh, cool. Okay. Oh, nice. There you go. Well, there you go. I mean, that there's a good tie-in right there. 
Nobody. Um, the boys had a panel. I know Chachi's a huge fan of the boys. And Big Nick. As am I. I'm late to the game. I get it. I'm sorry. I know. I know. I suck. But yeah, I will great, be watching it. It was a great finale. Yes, I mean, it I'm was. I'm kind of upset that everybody died. but Oh, spoiler. <laughs> they cool. all died. Yep. Everyone dies at the end. Everyone yeah, dies. Yeah, that, it, that's a great series. And um, Amazon definitely... Um, Hitting Knocked it out of the park. park with that series. Yes, sir. Shaquille O'Neal actually Zoom bombed the Q&A of the boys panel. He's like a big super fan of the boys. He's like campaigning to be on the show. It's that pretty funny, cool. but if, if you bring him on, don't give him a big role. Come on, he's not an actor. What? <laughs> yeah. I, I am Kazam. Well, I know. But cinema gold, bro. Do you, do, you, do you think it will take the... Um, uh, the quality of the boys down having a a, a Shaquille in it, though? I mean, we know it's just going to be a cameo, so I'm right. not worried about okay. it. It's a story. No, That'd be all right. Check the matter. He was just in, he was just in um, Hoobie Halloween. He was in Hoobie what are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> Which I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> don't, oh, you don't have Sandler to movies it. don't count. Sandler no, movies don't was, count. Uh, I thought it was horrible, but... Um, you thought it was horrible? Okay. I don't know. It's like, why does Adam Sandler have to do these um, voices in every one of his movies? Okay, so you know why he did Who Be Halloween, right? He did okay, it as, as revenge for not getting his Oscar nom. That's right. why. <laughs> right. Fuck you! I'm gonna make a bad movie with all my friends and make millions of dollars. That's yes, yes. I mean, I mean, I love Adam Sandler, but I mean, I, I thought he was great in um, Uncut Gems, but I mean, he, he's oh my god, his best comedy movies are way in the past, like. Unfortunately, um, it was see. interesting to read all about the the uncut gem stuff because it was just like, oh, cool! Like the Stoffy brothers were kind of like, hey, we want to do this movie with Adam Sandler, but like we gotta like work our way up to it. And I'm like, yeah, that 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 sounds like where I'm at right now with a few things. That I'm like, hmm, this would be great to film, not right now, <laughs> and with all of these people, I want to work my way into it. So it was kind of cool. It's kind of a cool story. I appreciated it. I was like, cool, I'm not crazy for thinking that I, I want to work <laughs> on my craft more before trying some of these ridiculous things. Uh, let's see. We also had, uh, as part of Comic-Con, Invincible, which is a um, an animated show based on Robert Kirkman's comic book. He's the same writer as The Walking Dead, Chach, and uh, he has a lot of Walking Dead actors voicing characters in his show, which is kind of cool time because he created The Walking Dead, but this is a new show. Steven Yoon, for once, uh, for instance, mm-hmm. who plays uh, who played Glenn, main protagonist. He's, that's yeah. right. He's going to play Mark Grayson, a teenager forced by circumstance to live in the shadow of his father, who happens to be the most powerful superhero on Earth, played by J.K. Simmons. So that should be pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that's pretty much. Uh, I mean, nothing too crazy newsworthy came out of the New York Comic Con. Um, but also on Amazon, um, they're actually going to do an adaptation of one of my favorite 1997 horror movies, I Know What You Did Last Summer. <laughs> oh, no. There's actually a funny meme I post. I don't post memes often, but I know, Nick, you're the king of memes. But <laughs> That's uh, all I do is post memes. I man. saw a funny one that said, I know what you, you didn't do shit last summer. You didn't do and, shit last summer. And nope. it's yeah. supposed to come out in 2021. And uh, yeah. obviously, <laughs> I didn't do shit last summer at all. None of us did shit this summer. So, um, so they're remaking that movie again? Yeah, they're doing a series order, uh, a, series, ad- okay. a series adaptation of the 97 horror. I know what you did last summer. If they bring back Jennifer Love Hewitt, 
I'll probably watch it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Does he, Who does doesn't he still love, like Love Hewitt? Well, she yeah, hasn't done all... a lot. I mean, didn't well, she just stop acting to raise your kids or something? Well, that, but she's on 911. She's, she's the main dispatcher on that. 911, what's your emergency? The the really? Fox. Is that like a TNT show. show or something? It's on Fox. Oh, okay. That's a show? Yeah. It's, I'm gonna sound so bad to say that. Like I should probably know that sure, but like no, that's a show. Not... Like it's, it's burn a... notice for Fox. Her career, her career is in the toilet. Yeah. Aww. You're making more money than I am that's, right now. That's so fine. So But there were more expectations from her. Yeah. At some point. Yeah. She can On revive a... it. She can revive it anytime. Anytime. On Amazon Prime, one of is uh, going to be a movie that was probably one of the best um, highlights of 2020 for me because 2020 wasn't that great. But at Sundance, I got to interview, <laughs> I got to interview Tessa Thompson, Valkyrie mm. herself mm. from MCU, promoting this movie called Sylvie's Love, and I, we're finally going to get to see it on Amazon Prime um, a little later this year. Um, it's about a coming of age of a black woman in the 50s trying to sustain dreams at home and in her career, set in a New York summer of 1957, cool. um, where Tessa Thompson discovers a, mu- a summer of romance and a love of sultry, smooth jazz music, courtesy of a fling with a man named, played by Namdi Osumuga. Okay. Um, so look, your typical love story, you know, fifth, 1950s period piece. Um, but again, a highlight interviewing, meeting Tessa Thompson on the red carpet was certainly a huge thing. It was awesome. Hey, Al, are they going to have a Sundance in person this year? Did they say that yet or no? They okay. actually haven't made an official announcement, Alexis. Okay, I didn't they think have, they did. But they have shortened it to one week. Now, um, and it's still, they still have those dates in late January, February. So... My prediction is they're going to go a hybrid route. They're going mm-hmm. to do some in person and some virtual. That's my prediction. Um, I have read that, you know, some opinion articles on Sundance that they might go that route, which some film festival had to do that. Mostly virtual 100%. But if they can do like a mix, you know, and do like a virtual and then, of course, the in person, um, that would be great. So, yeah, that um, would be normal, though. Um, let's see. Also on Amazon Prime, Rachel Brosnahan um, is going to the 70s, going from the 50s to the 70s for a new film <laughs> called I'm Your Woman, um, coming to theaters in December. Um, it's directed by Julia Hart. Um, so, yeah, it seems like Rachel is kind of like the go-to actress for period pieces, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, um, she's a phenomenal actress. Loved her in House of Cards. You know, she's been up. She's been on the Below the Belt show. She's probably one of the most, one of the more high-profile uh, people we've had on Below the Belt. Um, and we had her back when she did the House of Cards. But uh, I wonder if we could still get her on now. <laughs> that would be amazing. But um, the trailer's out. If you want to check it out, looks pretty good. Uh, moving on to HBO Max. A couple of cool projects on HBO Max. Uh, Green Lantern finally getting um, the recognition it deserves. Uh, the lackluster film with Ron Reynolds wasn't well received, but now they're going to do um, a series with, they haven't done any casting yet, but they want to have multiple Green Lanterns be the focus. So Guy Gardner, 
Jessica Cruz, Simon Baz, and Alan Scott. These are all the character versions of the different Green Lanterns that all wielded the power, the Green Ring of Power. And uh, yeah, I'm I'm really curious to see how they do with this Green Lantern series. You know, um, should be pretty cool. But um, I always love the concept of like Green Lantern. I just wish up, it got more like, you. you know everything. I like the movie actually. I don't know why people didn't like it. Well, we're I liked put, it too. <laughs> I liked it too. Yeah. We're actually gonna put that on hold because we j- we're now welcomed by our special guest of the evening. Actor and magician extraordinaire, Rich Manley. Rich, good to have you on Below the Belt, man. Hey, thanks, guys. Thank you. It's good to be here. I think this is only our second magician ever on our show in the long history of our show, so we're excited. Oh, we, we, all right. We hope you might have something ready to show us. You know, technically, uh, I also dabble a little bit. Oh, yes. Magic. Magic. You, do, you do dabble in magic. You, get your, little, you got your little rubber band trick. Yeah, I saw that one. Just, <laughs> I'm just teasing, Nick. Your, I'm just... Uh, magic happening before I got on here? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we finally figured out the magic of getting you on, Rich, so that was good. <laughs> The real magic trick right there. So uh, how's everyone doing? Uh, hey, minutes? it's great to have you on Below the Belt. And of oh, course, man. I got I got to say, man, that trailer looks so dope, dude. What a concept. You're you're traveling different countries. You're bridging cultures through magic. It's going to be on the Tubi channel. Um, you're the host, producer and writer. And you see all these cultures and you show these cultures, all your magic tricks. And I think it's a really cool concept. It's kind of like a, what I guess what Anthony Bourdain was doing uh, with food, but you're doing it with magic, right? Yeah, yeah. Basically, uh, that's it in a nutshell. You know, it's kind of like yeah. Anthony Bourdain meets David Blaine meets Bear Grylls, I guess. That's yes. cool. I okay, think it, it's huh? only Bear Grylls if you eat polar bear poop, though. Do you eat polar bear <laughs> You eat worms. Uh, no, I, you know, I wouldn't say I'm too far off from that. So, <laughs> first of all, it's a very original concept. How did you come up with it? Um, well, I, I it kind of happened because uh, my grandfather was an adventurer and he was a surgeon back in the 40s. They taught him sleight of hand so that he would be better with his fingers for surgery. And then he traveled to different areas, remote cultures in the Amazon, um, to tribes there in Tibet. And he was basically learning their spiritual and holistic um, healing practices to include in his own um, study. But he also did magic for a lot of these people. And uh, when he passed away, he left me this travel journal that pinpointed every spot he went to and uh, all these remote areas. So the show kind of came out of uh, me receiving the journal and following this roadmap of everywhere he went and exploring, adventuring, meeting these cultures and doing magic for them and then learning, uh, learning about them. That is very Indiana Jones and the last crusade, bro. I dig it. (laughs) Yes. So which which culture has reacted the most uniquely to your magic? Um, I think, you know, I think South America and Peru, they they kind of uh, they reacted well to it, but I think they kind of knew it was a trick. Um, when okay. I was in Ethiopia, uh, they thought I was some kind of wizard. So yeah, that's <laughs> great. Yeah. They, they, right. they would think that. Yeah. So no one tried yeah. to like stone you or anything. 
No, I mean I got shot at, but then it was unrelated to magic. So you actually shot got shot at. at. Really? really? There you go. Yeah. Well, you we were. Yeah, we we were um, we were involved in some tribal warfare that was happening in Omo Valley, and um, I, you know, I was with the director and the cinematographer and the photographer, and um, we were deep in the middle of nowhere, and we just heard from our guide and our fixer saying, okay, well, we can't go any further because there's war happening uh, between tribes and land, uh, between the Mercy tribe, they have these giant lip gauge rings, mm-hmm. and. Uh, everybody we wanted to go back and i said no let's keep going and uh, they yeah <laughs> and they dude will go live yeah yeah well exactly and so the director tried to stop me and i i said well let's put it to a vote who wants to go whoever doesn't want to go can stay and eventually i won them over we went and um we actually got in over our heads we we met up with some militants they had us at gunpoint they told us to turn around wow. um and uh you know we we, we got out of there yeah damn wow holy smokes i mean I, I would think the opposite would happen rich like um when c-3po in return of the jedi uh was doing his levitation the ewoks started bowing before him did anybody <laughs> did anybody take the magic in the opposite way and just started bowing at your feet um yeah yeah you, you know i think again Africa, it seemed like, you know, because they have very strong beliefs with, with magic. I, you know, in Namibia, I was with the Himba tribe, and um, they they kind of ran away. So I don't know if it was <laughs> bowing. It was more running away and, and They were like, oh, shit, and then cut loose. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, that being said, after the smoke cleared, after we did the trick, we're like, no, 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 come back. It's okay. He's not, a, you know, a warlock. Uh, and... Um, then they kind of welcomed me and said, oh, okay, let's do some dancing for you and everything. We get into trick. So um, that was my saving grace. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Do you commonly do like card magic or like gimmick stuff? Like what, what kind of, what's your preferred or expertise, so to speak? Uh, well, you know, I do mainly a lot of the stuff is card stuff. I mean, I always have a deck of cards on me. You know, when I'm driving down the highway, I have one hand on the wheel and the other is like shuffling cards and yeah. <laughs> doing your one-handed cuts. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's a lot of sleight of hand stuff. I mean, I will do things with coins and, you know, everyday objects if I see them, um, you know, make a trick out of that. But a lot of it is focused on cards, which is difficult actually I have to change a lot of that when I went to other cultures because when you have them pick a card, it's difficult to communicate uh, what you want them to do with the card, choosing the card, all this right. like, visual yeah. magic like levitations or disappearing. Right. Something like that is just – it works a lot better when you're doing overseas. Mm-hmm. Stuff. And then if you're in places like the Amazon, I bet the humidity fucked with your cards a lot, didn't it? Yeah, no, I, I that's actually <laughs> true. I had you these cards that were like bent. that makes so much sense. I know, I mean, I, I got my deck right here, bro. Where's, where's yours at? Yeah, well, I got cards everywhere. Ah, there it is. Oh, yeah. yeah. oh man, I, I, I do want to see. Are we able to see something, um, right here on during our during our chat? Were you, were you able to show us something live, Rich? Um, you know, yeah, I guess I could. I guess like, right. this is in no way planned, so if it goes wrong, because <laughs> right, no one yeah. told me to do magic. So, all right. Well, that's uh, the I mean, first on BTV now. Yeah, yeah. we had a we oh. had a hypnotist on once. Um, I promise he, I won't call it so. if you flash, bro. You're good. All right. All right. Good. Good. Okay. So, um, 
we're going to virtually have you pick a card uh, because all I've got right now is some cards. So we'll uh, let's see. We'll give them a quick couple of cuts here just to wow. make sure. A little cardistry. Uh, wow, fancy. Super fancy. Yo, my shuffling is throw them all on the table and then just put them back together. Right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying. I, my fingers well, are way too no, fat I mean, to do that. That works, shit. too. It just takes a lot longer. So. Um, oh, that's cool. Not bad, bro. <laughs> so I'm, I'm actually going to show you how to do a trick. It's it's actually better if I teach you because it's just easier to do that. So, um, okay. okay, so let's say for right now I've got uh, these cards and let's say – I'm just going to – normally I have somebody say stop. So I riffle through them, and the person that I choose to say, oh, let's say uh, Alexis, just tell me when to stop. Okay. Stop. Right there. So what I have you do is I normally have you look at this card. And so I'll show the camera right here. It's the four – I can see it too. That's okay. It's the four of uh, clubs. Mm. Now, I would have you push the card in here. Which you can't do. Oh, there we go. Okay, <laughs> we'll do it more. I did it virtually. Yeah. Did you see it? Yeah, that was good. <laughs> All right. So here and here, here and again. This. I love the cardistry, man. Oh, yeah. And cutting. Cardistry. What a cool word, cardistry. Cardistry. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Oh, dude, YouTube cardistry. There's a bunch of shit on there. Okay, go oh, for yeah. it. No, no, no. Uh, let's see. Okay, so it's here. Nope. Uh, no. See, I told you that you shouldn't. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There it is. Yeah. You are. There it is, the four clubs in your mouth. <laughs> Ambitious, sir. Ambitious. That was dope. All right, now oh, how, all right, now how, how often it. do you do the, the four of clubs in your mouth trick with women or men? <laughs> well, I don't, I don't really do so much for for the men. Uh, <laughs> sorry, sorry, Oleg. We have a uh, representing the LGBT community, Mr. Oleg over that here. Sucks, I, I think he's cute. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe uh, in another life, Oleg. But yeah, yes, does it help with the women? Never the, know. The the magic tricks uh, probably you know impress a lot of women. That you I heard that's, that's why a lot of magicians get um magicians get into it is for like you know something to do with uh, women and try to pick up women with it is that true yeah well when i was like in my teens i because i started when i was 10 and then uh i was doing it for for good and for light and then i started doing it for evil so mm. that's <laughs> that I, I i look at it. um but I, yeah and then after you know after that phase i just kind of then it just became, okay, I do magic whenever I feel like it now. It's just, you know, one of those things. Um, but I used to work at a, at a restaurant when I was, um, like, in my early 20s, I was a bartender. And I used to do magic tricks for people that would come into the bar. And I think it was a TGI Fridays. And so everyone's doing all the bottle tricks and everything. And um, so I was doing card tricks for people at the bar, but I wasn't serving anyone any drinks. So the manager was obviously not happy with me, and he pulled me into the, <laughs> you know, the office and say, "Look, Rich, it's great, you know, but you're not serving anyone, and my other bartenders hate you, you know." And <laughs> so, and I said, you know, because I was kind of a little bit of a this confident guy then, and I said, I said, "Well, you're making more money though because people are coming in to see me, right?" And he's like, "Yes." So uh, I'm not fire you, but try to serve more drinks 
And so, I sat <laughs> and so, you know, I, I eventually I tried to balance it out, but I was never good at holding a job because I was just always trying to entertain people with magic tricks. I actually did a Abercrombie and Fitch uh, when you do the shirtless greeting. Yeah. And uh, I hated that. What? Yeah, you, you greet people shirtless. Yeah, uh, I was like 21. Yeah, you do that at the malls. Yeah, so I did. Hey, don't you remember? Um, am I, like, am I shopping at the wrong malls? Like, I, I don't, don't understand. No, I remember that. don't do it anymore. But don't do it anymore. I don't they think that do they it, do. Yeah. Okay. They did a Towson up here, too. Yeah, there, there was a time. And, you was, know, I, I did that, and I was well, just. Do it now. Do it. Do it oh, now. Oh, like, stop. <laughs> oh, like, stop. Behave. Behave. Yeah. So, anyway, I was doing that. And, um, you know, I got fired from. Well, they didn't. They didn't fire me. They just. They. They were just get mad at me because I. Again, I was doing card tricks. I was leaving the store and doing chasing people down and doing magic tricks like the shirt. <laughs> tricks. Without All a right, shirt. No, I'm just, I'm just yeah. Gonna, I, I was like, I'm a shirtless magician. I think I might be okay with this. You know, there's <laughs> money in that. Well, what kind of yeah. trick? Yeah, was, there's gotta be. You know. What kind of magic trick was best for um, picking up women? <laughs> you uh, need something, Josh? Yes. Did, am I giving you tips here? Is this like yes. a, yeah? I mean, if, if, yes. if they work, yeah. No. <laughs> You're giving me writing away. material. It's not really tips for me, but writing material for me. So writing please continue. Is that tips um, for Alexis or all good? All good, but it's for me. So, so really, the tricks you want to get. This is going to get me in trouble, but okay. So the tricks you want to do is normally so, magic is a lot of psychology. So a lot of sure. the times. It's a very unassuming craft, and when you're doing magic for people, you want to be unassuming. You don't want to seem like uh, a confidence man, which is basically right. like a swindler and a really good liar. And you don't want to come across that way. And a right. good magician is good at being charming and, and coming across in a way that um, you don't suspect that they're doing something. And so a lot of times the best magic tricks for that scenario would be something with where you're able to, to hold that, to, to make contact and say, here, hold this, or hold my hand, hold my hand, look into my eyes, think of the card, think wow. of the card. And you would do this moment, you have this moment, and it makes them uncomfortable, but at the same time, you're like, okay, you've thought of a card, you've thought of a card, keep thinking about it. And then at that point, I used to do this trick where the card used to appear in my veins of what they were thinking about, which wow. was, which uh, they were like, well, you know, this, this, what's going on with this guy? But That uh, sounds painful. I mean, I know. Every, it sounds pretty baller, actually. I'm, I, I yeah. dig it. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but that was just it's a lot of stuff like that where it's just eye contact. You know, here, hold on to my hand. Doing, when you were doing this uh, this show, um, what what was it like? Did you notice that, especially with other cultures, did you notice that there were um, more women than men interested in what you were doing, or more? or more like accepting or, or curious? Like, did you notice that there was a clear difference in, in any culture? Um, yeah, it varies. Um, the kids were very, you know, some of the children in some of these areas were very fascinated. They loved it because a lot of them only get the chance to ever see magic um, if they have the luxury of TV or um, being able to watch a magician. And most of the time, especially like deep in Omo Valley or in Namibia or any other uh, tribal area in Africa, they, they don't normally get to see that. So when you do a magic trick for them, especially the younger um, the younger kids, it's very fascinating for them. You know, boy or girl, they just they love it when it comes to 
you know, some of the, the people that I've done the magic for, you know, in the Amazon, Peru and other regions, um, it's really, it's kind of 50, it's, it's even, you know, I've had, I've yeah. done it for a group in Ethiopia of women who just ran. I've had it for, for <laughs> some guys. I did, I floated one of his rings and he ran, you know, so. Wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So it really just, it's, it's equal, I'd say. Okay. That's wow. how with the, uh, I'm sorry. How was it with the uh, with the language barrier? Like, would you have translator there to assist you, or were you just kind of winging it? Uh, they, well, I did. I did have fixers, so I had people who would translate yeah. for me. Um, Sri Lanka was the worst because I went there, and um, the translator, uh, who he was such a sweet guy, actually had a really good heart. Um, but they set me up with with him, and he didn't speak English that well, so it was. It, it was it was not the the best way to get around the country. Um, he was more concerned about um, if I liked his Prius than where we were going. Oh. <laughs> so it just was a constant banter of uh, of oh no no I take you this way. He's, but my Prius very nice very nice yes. Right. I'm like, it's nice. This is the hundredth time you yes. <laughs> we've got to go. We've got to we we got to go this way. And so it was a struggle trying to. Um, get to where I wanted to go, which was the Veda people, which is an indigenous uh, people in uh, Sri Lanka. They're very fascinating people. But um, getting there probably took a lot longer than it should have because I had to keep him on course to going where I, where I wanted. But, uh, but you know, it happens. How, how, did you, how, how did you negotiate? Like, you just arrived, and how did you find, like, people to agree to be televised? And I'm just curious about some – the logistics sure you have some producer help yeah 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 i mean i do a lot of research on my own just uh, with I, I always check out or buy books um on the culture on the region um i go online and i google different um areas i, I normally look at a couple of uh things it's the location in terms of the beauty of where we can get the most beautiful shots and then the adventure aspect where i can get the the most adventure with beauty and then the cultural aspect of, of where is the, the, the most culture that I can get that's, that's remote. And so I combine those elements when I do my research. And then um, I bring a, a producer on board uh, who has been working with me uh, through this whole thing. And they kind of take it from there after I've done my research, set everything up. And, you know, we contact the, the people in um, the country before we go. And then uh, everything's just just ready for us. Cool. Awesome. I want to talk a, lo a little bit about some of your acting projects, Rich, because uh, uh, I'm reading here just some really cool projects you worked on. Um, includes, of course, uh, working with Cameron Diaz in Night and Day and Tom Cruise. My gosh. Tom Cruise and Cameron Diaz in James Mangold's Night and Day, which I did see also on your IMDb. D tell us a little bit about that experience. That was fun. That was like uh, that was my first uh, a big movie. So I kind of was a little nervous about what to expect. Um, James was really nice. Uh, we had a great conversation, he and I, and, um, you know, so it was wonderful working with him. I didn't get the chance to work with Tom Cruise, but I wanted to, because I really like Tom Cruise. It's like this weird thing. And my friends are always like, why do you, I don't know why you like Tom. And I'm just like, I don't know. I like Tom Cruise. Stop, stop messing with me. So I always <laughs> wanted to that's, that's Rich's pass. Sounds like. Yeah. Yeah. So 
<laughs> so I just I, I wanted to meet him. Uh, didn't get the chance, but I worked with uh, Maggie Grace and uh, Cameron Diaz. And uh, oh yes, yeah, lovely. Both of them are lovely. Yeah, and they were they were great. Um, Maggie was great uh, to work with, and Cameron Diaz was just such a blast. You know, when the cameras were off, she was telling telling stories of you know party stories, and she was in her cowboy boots, like so that you know she had her dress on because it was a, a wedding scene, but she had cowboy boots because they weren't filming that; they were doing close-ups. So she'd just be wearing her cowboy boots, and she was all like, "Oh yeah, this is what I'm going to do after. I'm having a good time. You know, this is great." And so she was. Uh, just such a, a a bright personality, so it was fun to to be around her. Cool. Yeah, I actually she work with. She kind of seems like it. I work with Cameron too, and and everything you said is true. In the independent film called My Father's House, with the late great Larry Holden, who actually yeah. is also an actor in Batman Begins. Um, if you could remind us about your character in Night and Day, Rich. Uh, yeah. So I played this. Uh, I played Danny, which was the firefighter who was marrying. Um, Maggie Grace. So we had this. Ah, yes. You yes. were Danny. I gotta go back and rewatch it now. Yes. Because I remember you. I remember seeing your scene. I'm sorry yes. to interrupt. I, totally I know. Remember. We all we all saw that film when it came out. So a little bit a little yeah. bit is forgotten sometimes. But yes. Wow. Well, that's a while awesome. ago too. So I mean, you know, it's a, you know. That's awesome, bro. Well, I'll tell you what I did see, Rich. <laughs> it's a great movie to watch during the holiday season. It's Sleigh Bells, which is a. Uh, oh, did you see that? I watched it today on Amazon. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I, I haven't even seen it. So you haven't yes, seen it? <laughs> <laughs> Rich, you haven't even seen your own movie. This is why I, I actually Andy, never do man. watch it. So, yeah. Interesting that you, you, you're, are you one of those actors that sometimes doesn't care to check out their own work? Yeah, I never really was very interested unless I thought the movie was going to like, I'm like, oh, I really want to see this movie. But uh, yeah, I never, I never really watched too many of my my yeah. uh job are you yeah. are you more critical of your of yourself when you watch it yourself on on film um actually no no i, I i'm very weird I, if i watch myself on film i'm just like well that looks dumb but whatever i'm just gonna just roll with it you know it is what it is um but i don't get too too critical of it i just um yeah i just i've never watched any, any of the films i mean <laughs> i don't know what it is so well weird. you is it, is it different is it a different feeling when you're an actor versus like when you're when you're hosting a show just because like i'm i'm actually working on doing a show kind of similar to the concept that you were doing um oh. sans magic <laughs> of course um yeah that's oh really wow I'm developing, by the way al by the way yeah sorry. wow okay. uh, <laughs> I forgot to mention that earlier but like is it because i really want to pick your brain about this van like is it different being an actor and a character versus being like yourself as a host. Yeah, actually that, that is a, okay. So that is a good question because, um, for culture shock. So yeah, that, that's, that's something I had a problem with because being myself, it's, it's very weird. I'm always, I've been always like playing a character and in, in, in my head or just in, in life. Like I'm either, you, you know, in an adventure mode, and then I'm adventure guy, which I'm very, um, you know, focused and hyper-focused on the activity I'm doing, whether it's rock climbing or uh, whitewater kayaking or martial arts. I get into this mode where it's just like, just super focused. And then I'll be in a mode where it's more creative if I'm if I'm writing and I'm play, I play. I kind of embody whatever mm. I'm doing. So as yeah. a host, it was hard to figure out how to just be natural. And I would do things on camera like I, I, I had, I was eating some coca leaves 
and I was like foaming at the mouth because I couldn't feel my mouth in Peru. Um, and I was like this, I didn't think this was supposed to happen. And like my mouth was like, I was like losing like <laughs> touch in my lips and they were like sagging. And I'm like, guys, this is not good. This is not good. What's happening. And he's like, Oh no, it's okay. That's supposed to happen. And I'm like drooling and they're filming this. And then afterwards, as I'm drooling out of my mouth, they say to James, my co-host, I'm like, wait, we shouldn't put this on, on camera. And he's like, no, no you should, you should, and I'm it's like, real. yeah, so I have to get used to being kind of like, just being kind of an idiot and just, and being okay with that, you know, yeah. and um, I think that was, that was something that was hard to just let go and uh, not have to act and be stoic or anything, but like just normal, you know. So yeah. when did this premiere? We know it's yeah. on Tubi TV, um, but we, we'd love to see the show. We saw the trailer. It was dope. It was awesome. So cool. When can we finally see the actual show, Rich? Uh, it's supposed to premiere uh, the – what's the what's the date today? It's the 14th. It's premiering this month, so it should be out that October 20th. Sweet. Hi. Congratulations. Congratulations. That's awesome. So, so I'm reading here that um, – it actually – I had the pleasure of um, being able to um, tour the um, Magic Castle in Hollywood a couple oh, nice. of years ago. Um, okay. And I, I see, I'm reading here that you actually got to um, perform there. What was that experience like for, for having that wow. kind of honor? That's pretty cool. That was, that was yeah. fun. Um, I, <laughs> it, was, it was interesting because I come from a, a street magic background. So um, I went in and a lot of these the magicians who are very, very talented have a story behind their show. And so um, when I went in, Dale, who was the one that was sponsoring me, he, he used to be a former president there and he was sponsoring me for when I, when I was performing. Um, one of the constant critiques was, you know, you're used to doing tricks in bars. You're used to doing tricks on the street. You're used to doing magic. That's quick and fast because you have to keep people's attention. So when you're doing magic, when you're surrounded by a crowd, the mentality and the psychology of that is so different than when you're on stage, even if it's a small stage with a table, uh, because your your audience now is viewing you this way, and there's nobody behind you really, or anybody at these angles you have to worry about. They're all looking at you, and they're all at a distance. So when I have crowds around me, I'll bring somebody in and change the the the, the focus by just moving somebody. Oh hey, oh you, and then the focus is here and here. But now the focus is all here, and I have to kind of learn how to deal with that and also tell a story, mm-hmm. which was which was just difficult for me to, to kind of grasp. And so huh. I ended up just drinking tons of Chardonnay and yes. that's, that's was my performance. That's, that is, the best. <laughs> is it harder? Is it harder to perform like around your peers, people that know about magic and know how it's done. Um, and you know, it's a lot of your peers would, would, would be there at that um, magic castle versus just the average man on the street. Um, yeah, I think that was that was difficult, and that kind of made me nervous too, because there was all these magicians who had been doing it there uh, and doing this kind of magic, where they just were had honed the story and they knew what they were doing. And you know, I was always seeing them watching where they needed to watch, and I couldn't control them. And in an, in an environment that I could control, where there was people around me, I would, if they were watching me, I would go here, and then I would turn away from them. So now, but. These guys, they all knew where to look, and I'm like, ah, damn it. <laughs> they, all, they all got me. And so uh, that's just for me. Wow. Know? Yeah, no, I can imagine, you know. You're, I mean, these are all masters of their craft, and you're putting mm-hmm. on a show for them. So it makes total sense. Would, 
do you think you'd ever want to do something like Penn and Teller's Foolish or something like that? Um, may, maybe, maybe, you know, magic for me is, it's always been something that kind of was in my family because of my grandfather. So yeah. it's one of those things that I sort of fell into and I, and I never wanted to be a magician. I kind of wanted to be, uh, I guess an actor that did magic. So yeah. I kind of backtrack from that and say to myself, okay, well, I'm doing this culture shock show. Maybe part of me really is a magician and that is helping me interact with people. And maybe I need to separate myself from this identity I think I need to have, which is actor who does these things. Right. And just embrace the idea that this is just part of who I am. And oh my God, please tell me you explored that on camera. That would be a ridiculous story to watch on camera unfold. We'll do it on the next episode. I'll, I'll <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah. On the flies, baby. <laughs> yeah. But but it was you know it was, a, it was a transformational thing because it's something where you kind of have to let yourself go from being somebody you think you're supposed to be and just being yourself. And so um, to answer your question about the magic and doing those those sorts of shows, I think for me what I really found that interests me the most is meeting other cultures. And magic is kind of my calling card to say, hey, nice to meet you. This is who I am. And um, then they're able to share with me a lot of you know, their traditions and values. And I think that to me is more interesting than me doing uh, just a strict magic show, like, you know, fool us or something like that. Cool. Very cool. I do have one more mm -hmm. question to ask uh, before we wrap up tonight's interview. Uh, Rich is your film acre beyond the rye, which I'm seeing on your IMDb. You got Lacey Chabert, you got James Kahn, Lance Hendrickson, who's a legend. You have some great names in this project. And uh, I'm seeing here. You're also a writer of this project as well right yes yeah wow. cool yeah. so awesome. uh, yeah so so that project i i had written this it, it was crazy because i wrote this this book but it was a screenplay i wanted to write this story and i wanted to write a screenplay and um mm -hmm. uh, a screenplay normally is supposed to be you know if it's a uh, page is a minute so uh mm -hmm. you know 90 pages is you know a 90 minute uh, movie roughly and so when I first started writing this thing, I'm like, I, I want to write this this concept and I want to write it as a movie. So I wrote this 300-page screenplay, and it was like a, an epic. And so I went to a friend of mine and I said, who was a book writer, and I said, you know what? I think this is better as a book here. Can you help me put this into a book? And so nice. he helped me format it, and then it was published uh, through him and, uh, and me as well. I, I was one of the writers, obviously. Yes. And so then – after that time went by, I, I did that when I was like 23, and then I started my own production company much later, and I revisited that book, and I said, okay, now I have the skills from everything that I've done in writing and working at Paramount when I used to do that, doing script supervising. Now I know how to format mm. correctly. And so I revisited it. I wrote it as a 90-page feature, and then I went through my company and my contacts, and we started you know, the process of getting it, getting it made. That's wow. awesome. That so is so nice. awesome. Are you uh, post-production or pre-production? We still have stuff to to shoot in that. That that okay. project became a really big project, and it became time sensitive with the corn because a lot of it is is dependent on the season of the corn and and okay. that area. So we're we're almost done with it though. Almost done. Nice. 
Yeah. Oh, dude, we can't yeah. wait, man. Rich, man, wow. it's, it, it was an ama- it was a magical interview. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have you on the Belt Show? How often do you yeah. get that? It was a magical interview. Yeah. It was a magical <laughs> time. That, that was an outro. I. Yeah. <laughs> we thank you now, so before much. Before you disappear. <laughs> oh my god! Ah, I love bad it. puns. I love it, dude. Yes, I mean, and the live magic trick really made my night, dude. That was yeah, ru- really cool. Awesome. Awesome. Rich, before we let you go, if you could uh, let us know who you are, a little promo. I throw out a plug for um for the um, the upcoming show on Tubi, and then let us know you're on below the belt. Sure, sure. Um, so uh, yeah, I'm Rich Manley. I'm an adventurer and an illusionist. And I travel around the world uh, seeking out remote cultures and uh, using my magic to bridge cultures. And in turn, they teach me about their traditions and uh, spirituality and whatnot. Um, The show Culture Shock is coming out on the Tubi TV uh, network. It should be out by October 20th. And you can get updates and all that through www.cultureshockmagic.com. And uh, you can also see some of my exploits on uh, my Instagram, which is Rich C. Manley. And also, I have a personal website, which is expeditionrich.com. And I am on Below the Belt Show. Yeah. Yeah, buddy. You're promos. I know. One take wonder, man. I don't know what happened, so I do <laughs> just blacked out there for a second. I glazed <laughs> over. You're gonna say all the information all at once. Let's do a group, um, a group of snapshot here. All right, everybody, um, pose. Counts, okay. One, <laughs> two, three. Awesome. Oh, I was actually in that one. Thank God. Okay. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, we got it. All right. Yep. Oh, yeah. Right. Rich, that was amazing, man. We look forward to your show, buddy. Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. Culture, culture shock on Tubi. End of the month. Thanks so yeah, much, Rich. Have a good cool. night. Thank you. All right, you guys too. See you later. Nice you, brother. Bye, Rich. Bye, bye. All right. Show me, show me how you do that trick. Mm. <laughs> um. <laughs> he, he was a dreamboat. <laughs> I was gonna say he well, had I was just nice holding feet. on to that. Just he just wanted to wait until that one he was moment. So cute. Just be like, I would expect was that from Oleg, but then when Nick says it, he's so Mr. <laughs> Mr. Marine Corps, Mr. Captain. What? He had really nice teeth. Yeah, I get it. I get it. I get it. Yeah, his teeth were white as hell. He was white. cute. I, he was <laughs> adorable. Oleg, he's if cute. you can convert to him, that'd be the ultimate trick, right? There you go. I wanted him to like do some black magic on me. Oh boy! <laughs> oh uh, lord! Oh lord! Oh lord! <laughs> this is getting wild, dude. <laughs> oh. oh, good, good. She speaks so well, Maladia. So, how much time does everybody have, by the way? Because like ten I, minutes. Does everybody um have about ten, fifteen minutes? Ten minutes. I have as much time as you guys want. Oh, yes! there you go. <laughs> Hell yeah. All right. I could probably do another 10 minutes. All right. 10 minutes. I'm going to wrap it up in 10 minutes. So let's just throw out the rest of the entertainment report. There's, oh man, crazy, crazy stuff. All right. So I know we were talking about Green Lantern on HBO Max. There's also some other cool stuff coming up on HBO Max and HBO that we should talk about. Um, So this is interesting. Mindy Cowling has a series called The Sex lives of college girls okay. um this uh certainly um you know on paper got my attention but uh nonetheless it's <laughs> like, 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 like hate i was like hated it 
Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like pass. Yeah. Pass. Yeah. <laughs> like snooze, so, pass. <laughs> Hysterical. It actually stars Pauline Chalamet, Timothy Chalamet's sister, who had a breakthrough role in King of Staten Island with um um what's his face from Saturday Night Live? Um Pete Davidson. Pete yeah, Davidson, yeah. thank you. Um also Amrit Carr, Renee Rapp from Mean Girls on Broadway, and Aliyah Chanel Scott from the Book of Mormon will play the four roommates at Essex College, a prestigious New England university, who are described as equal parts lovable and infuriating. Okay. So, yeah, it, it sounds like a fun show. I mean, it's a typical HBO show. Um, yeah. But, um, you know, M- Mindy Cowling, I guess, is uh, the brains behind that project. So that should be cool. I will and watch for... anything she makes. Right? Right? Anything. So if you're a fan of The West Wing, they actually had a staged reading on HBO Max. The entire cast reunited. Cool. Uh, yeah, Rob Lowe, Dulé Hill, Allison Janney, Janelle Maloney, Richard Schiff, Bradley Whitford, and Martin Sheen all reprised their roles. And they had to replace, of course, the late great um, um, actor, played, um, Leo McGarry, who played, who was played by John Spencer, who passed away. Yeah. They got Sterling K. Brown from This Is Us to take on that. Yeah. All right. Good choice. So you can check that on HBO Max for um, a live reunion theatrical presentation of one of the episodes of The West Wing. That's cool. Really cool, man. I think that's really, really cool. Um, let's see. Also on HBO Max, a U.S. dramedy called I Hate Susie starring <laughs> Billy Piper of uh, best known for her Doctor Who fame. Um, it's an eight-part series. Um, uh, Piper's a uh, person whose life changes when she is hacked, and pictures of her emerge in compromising positions. <laughs> so a typical uh, fappening, I guess. She goes through stages of shock, denial, fear, shame, bargaining, guilt, anger, um, which are all acceptable reactions, I guess, of, of being hacked. Um, but they're making an entire series out of that? Okay. I guess there's a lot of uh, things that she has to pursue, you know, uh, with that kind of uh, unfortunate incident that does happen. Um, um, Chacha, I know you're um, a Dexter fan because you sent me this. Um, <laughs> oh, Dexter will this. be returning for a 10-episode limited series. I call it the Lumberjack Years. The lumberjack years. That's correct. No, that's not correct. Please don't because tell me he, what it is. He, well, he's he's a serial killer turned lumberjack. So yeah. Well, um, he was. The ending was him turning into a lumberjack. I pray to God that it's not him as a fucking lumberjack. Oh my god. Did well, any of you guys watch that show? Uh, Chachi. Yeah. No, you didn't watch it, right? Okay. Yeah. Were you a big fan, Nick? You I was. I was a big fan, and the and so. you know it's the equivalent to the Game of Thrones ending. It was like yeah. of its time, it was a horrible ending. Yeah. Like homeboy was well being a serial if, killer. And if, then, if you're a serial killer, I doubt you're sawing logs um, of, exactly. of for a profession full time. So something must have occurred storyline wise. Such a right field ending. So I'd be curious to see what happens. Yeah, yeah. yeah. For everybody who watched the whole entire series that I've heard from, we're all disappointed with the ending and it kind of ruined the whole entire series for them. Yeah, it was a 
total left field last. It was like the very last scene of the of the show. Yeah. And it's like, oh, motherfucker turned to a lumberjack. All right, cool. <laughs> yeah. Also on Showtime, a show called Flatbush Misdemeanors. Mm-hmm. That sounds straight to sexual. Yeah, it sounds sexual. It's a it's a comedy. Uh, it stars stand-up comics Kevin Iso and Dan Perlman. It's based on a digital series of the same name. Uh, won a lot of awards. Wait, um, Flat, isn't Flatbush British? Well, it's actually the section of Brooklyn. Brooklyn. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. 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 Same difference. Mr. Fashion Week over there. Um, yeah, so it's uh, about the characters, the ungentrified characters who live in Flatbush. So, All right. um, so yeah, if, if you're looking forward to some, um, a New York-based comedy, there you go. On I think Apple I just Time. outed how often I go to New York, which is never. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I haven't been in, in seven months, so it feels like never, it's like, ever for me. It's too, like 20 so. years. <laughs> Hopefully someday I'll be back soon. I know, you, you live so close to New York. I'm surprised you haven't been. been been there once in oh anyways um so apple tv has a couple projects so dickinson's getting a new uh season cool um steve carell in the morning show is getting a second season cool um, steve, um and but uh the essex serpent which is not about essex maryland which i joked before earlier apparently they're out of their lead actresses kira knightley has bowed out due to personal mm. reasons so they do have to find someone to replace her on that one. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Her name's Alexis. Alexis Baroni. <laughs> yes. Casper. Is it, is it Barone or Baroni? Baroni. Baroni. Italian? Uh, yes, Italian? yes, I'm Italian and Filipino. Mm-hmm. Uh, Filipino. Yes. Filipino. Ooh, Italian. <laughs> Filipino. Italian. <laughs> we have a couple of half My Italian. Hair. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> <And> moving on. <laughs> I died so quick. If you're a fan of Last Man Standing, that show is wrapping up for its upcoming nine. Keep it that show's been on for nine seasons. Damn. It was on Fox, and then it was on episode. A. Yeah, it's Tim Allen's uh, comedy show, so that should be interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, on the Peacock Network, NBC's Peacock Network, Josh Jackson's going to take over Jamie Dornan um, for a show called Doctor Death. Okay. Oh, that sounds amazing. Sounds amazing. Yeah, based on the you love Jamie. <laughs> you like some Jamie? I do love me some Jamie. But mm. while Josh is replacing him, Jamie had to bow out. <sighs> I know, right? How are all these <laughs> series going to survive? Like, there's like there's way not enough too many. Audience. No problem because it's COVID and whatever. Mm. Or now though. Everybody's watching everything right now, so all the ratings must yeah. be great. <laughs> yeah. There's actually yeah, regardless of if the show is actually trash or not, it's right. like all the ratings are like. <laughs> Speaking but, of COVID, COVID actually halted production on Days of Our Lives for two weeks. Wow! Remember, remember the production academy actually uh, contacted COVID. Yeah. And by the way, I am That's so happy Saturday Night Live is back on uh, the studio because uh, I, I I really enjoyed um, the debate uh, with uh, Kamala Harris played by. Uh, my Rudolph and of course yeah. Mike Pence, uh, played by Beck Bennett, and uh, the Fly, played by Jim Carrey and Keenan Thompson. Keenan Thompson played. Yo, I was fly. drinking this exact whiskey at a friend of mine's house, and like, I just look at the at his laptop screen, and I was like, <laughs> <laughs> "Is that a fly?" And he's like, right. 
Yeah. He does the same thing. He like comes in real close. He's like, oh shit. Yeah, it was, it was there a long time. Yeah, it hung it got, out. It got stuck in his um moose or whatever or hairspray. <laughs> yeah. hey, guys, the fly is literally the summation of 2020. It was just like, hey, we need to be talking about important issues, but <laughs> right, I mean, it's all of the attention. It's so funny because every there's like you know, people making jokes about what what is what are flies attracted to, you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean that came from uh, the left, and then um, and the right yeah. and the right was saying, oh why a fly is more important than all the social issues going on today. Yeah, or, yeah. That's the so, only thing you can. That's the only thing you can say. That's literally <laughs> the only defense you can make for that. Unfortunately, like no, I that, feel like. And as soon as I saw it, I'm like, all right, it's going to be on Saturday Night Live, guaranteed. Yep, mm-hmm. it sure was. So this wasn't the main thing about Saturday Night Live. So, Oleg, you have an opinion on the the comedian uh, guest host, Bill Burr, who stirred quite a reaction with his opening Saturday Night Live monologue. Commented um, <laughs> on cancel culture, white women, and Pride Month. And he made a joke, I guess this one resonated with you, right, Oleg, that uh, why should the gays be complaining about pride month because they weren't given the shortest month that the african-americans were given uh which was february being the shortest month of the year but you had a you had an issue but first with that. he said first he said why he said first he said why are gays even given a month when blacks had to go through slavery so he like completely just like trivialized like the whole experience of like being gay and being oppressed i just thought it was in really bad taste I mean, for a white man, for a white man to, like, for a heterosexual white man to, like, mansplain, like, the difference between oppression of black people and oppression of gay people was just really tacky. And yeah, that I, I, I was offended. I, I was offended. I, I, I never want to see his shit again, you know? I mean, I'll never, I'll never, like, tune into him again. I mean, it was... I thought it was... I, I can see... Sensitive. I, I can see your gripe, Oleg. Like, I totally can see your gripe, but... But he does bring on the light of uh, shine a light on cancel culture and how it is getting out of hand because people are canceling things. But people are, first of all, taking down Lincoln statues when Lincoln was the one that signed the Emancipation Proclamation, and they're, they're, they they think because he hung Indian men uh, on on Columbus Day or something, you know, or people are actually, just all up in arms. Well, actually, Lincoln so. also wanted to send all the black people back to Africa. Uh, I mean. If, I mean, he didn't in the end because he was advised not to. But I mean, he—he's he, not like a perfect. I mean, but okay. I mean, we need to look at the time and when it was said. Um, I thought this his comment, this comedian's comment, was completely inappropriate and. wanted to like 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 send the colony um, to Central America of the um, former slaves, and he met with the different black leaders, and they said like, like no way, we're um, this is, yeah, our, this is our home, and so then that was it. Yeah, so... To, to, uh, <laughs> to bounce on your Bill Burr thing, Oleg, uh, you know, Bill Burr, I don't know how much of Bill Burr you, you watch. I, I, don't, I don't know much of him. And that's okay. He, his whole shtick is pissing off everybody and being extremely yeah. insensitive towards yeah. everybody, you know, and... Which is surprising for Saturday Night Live, because they, they yeah. have... I was a little have surprised a liberal that he was on Saturday Night Live, for one, yeah. and then two, let him go on with that monologue. You know, yeah. I expect that kind of performance out of him at one of his comedy shows, but I'm surprised he got away with it at SNL. But that's, 
kind of tried and true. I mean, what are they? You know, we I don't saw. Know, we Hart. don't know what the we don't know what the teleprompter said at all. And plus, it's like, what are you? What are you? It's Saturday Night Live. What are you gonna do? What are you, you gonna have somebody tackle him? Like, right? You exactly. can't. I mean, you remember back That's when right, SNL, SNL had um, yeah. Remember when SNL had um, um, Louis C.K. And, and he did the whole monologue about um, like um, child molesting. Uh, yes. <laughs> so like they they definitely let yeah. a lot of comedians just go and be as shocking as possible yeah that's probably very true less, probably less so now but anyway probably, with, right, like, yeah. with the possibility of like you know gay marriage being reversed right now and with us sort of going back into the past I, it, it just it was an inappropriate thing to say i mean it just didn't come off it, i found it I, I thought it was insulting i mean it's kind of like when, when bill maher like was was like making like anal sex jokes and saying how disgusting it was and i was just like well, bill that's because you've never tried anal sex don't and, don't knock it till you try it i mean you don't i mean like what would you know what would you know about the beauty of anal sex you're just you're just like you're just a heterosexual old man like i mean besides like but i mean he was like it's disgusting it's disgusting and i thought you know what that's fucking like like homophobic that's that's anti-gay as far as i'm concerned that is that is fear of the unknown yeah i mean well, you don't you know, make fun of something that that uh, that a whole group does i mean that's well, that's that's what a whole I, group that that's their sex oh disgusting bill bill burr made fun of white women also about swinging their gucci booted feet over the fence of oppression and struck themselves down in the front of line um and they they he's basically saying how women White women specifically have hijacked the woke movement. But so you they're make, like, well, you know, yeah, you can kind so. of make fun of white women because there's they're a lot more privileged than like gay people, or you know, I mean, you, this it's is true. easier to it's easier to make fun <laughs> of white women than it is of gay people. I mean, yeah. this is true. As I, a like, look, like I'll, I all day, all day, all day long, I say I'm mixed. But if I was to walk down the street, most people, ninety nine percent of people, are going to say I'm white. There's like that one percent that's like you're something else. I'm like yes, but I classify <laughs> myself as mixed, but I am white appearing. So as a member of that class, essentially, yes, fuck yeah, fuck yeah. I don't know. I, I, I just think he was We're, funny. I don't know, but they're yeah. totally privileged. And yes, you're right. I mean, honestly, he was kind of made a good point. Like it is. It, yeah. it does kind of feel like suddenly it's just like all the influencers are like. I'm going to post me here in Paris saying that all black people are amazing and that we have to protect them. I'm going to, it was definitely a trend for a while and it was right. very upsetting because I'm like, this you is, see that, you see that video going around Facebook with the influencers in the wild and they had these um, white women, I think it was mostly white women just um, trying to be woke. And they were like, they're like taking um, um, pictures in front of like, where like, um, you know, different storefronts got, um, got um, smashed out and they're like, kind of like, you know, Taking pictures showing their ass and stuff, and then they're like, um, no, I didn't. They're by some fence, like raising their, raising their fists. And you have the whole, cat. You have the whole Karen off of social phenomenal. media. Yeah, that... sprinkles. It's my cat. You have the cat. Sprinkles like that. White women are like, they're they're the object of a big joke right now. The whole Karen thing. I mean, the no, Karen thing. You're right about the everybody's Karen. Everybody's making fun of white women these days. Yeah. I don't know. I just, so everybody, oh, everybody got made fun of Oleg. So I wouldn't. But it wasn't funny. It just wasn't funny. I, was, I totally get it. It was just crass. I will w mention one more thing about Saturday Night Live. They actually had to replace the musical act last minute 
Morgan Wallen, who was a country music artist, was supposed to be the musical guest. He he posted videos or someone posted videos of him partying at bars and house parties when, you know, you got to take this COVID quarantine, man. Yeah, you yeah. got to take it seriously, especially if you're on a, a closed set like that. And posting all those photos and videos um, caused them to replace him with Jack White. Um, and wait, wait, Jack so White was, fucking was he killed. partying right before the episode or what? Yeah, he was partying right think. before the episode. Yeah, well, I mean the, the crappy thing is, is like, yeah, sure, you might have taken those videos like before before your quarantine time, but you can't Perfect. confirm that. Exactly. Yeah. So it's all those uh, videos on social media that they saw that had to cancel that. So, well, I'm happy it was Jack White because he also did a a little tribute to Eddie Van Halen, which I appreciated. Yeah, yes. Cool. So, um, yeah, and that's let's go into those who have passed. Yeah, we'll end tonight's show, guys, because we did talk about Eddie Van Halen last week. That was definitely my boys. God, my God, a rock and roll legend, uh, yeah. a guitar god who had passed away. We had a couple more celebrities that passed away this week, guys. Conchata Pharrell, best known as Berta, the housekeeper on Two and a Half Men, died at the age of 77. She mm. was that's right. She did the comedic heart. Yeah, she's really She's so funny on that show. She always busted Charlie's balls and and John Cryer's balls. Um, And and it was great. It was just so great. And she was just so funny. I I, I didn't think that she ad-libbed some of that stuff. She was so brilliant. Um, But rest in peace, um, Conchata Mm -hmm. Pharrell, um, who was married to sound mixer Arnold Anderson, has one daughter and two stepdaughters. Oh, come here. Yeah. Oh, relax. Um, yeah. Margaret Nolan, actress from the 1964 James Bond film Goldfinger, had passed away. Yeah. Wow. Uh, Tommy Rawl, actor and acrobatic dancer from the MGM musical Kiss Me Kate, passed with the age of 90. Film producer Gene Corman, um, brother of Roger Corman, had passed away at the age of 93. And Hollywood executive William Bernstein of Orion Pictures also worked for United Artists and Paramount Pictures, died at the age of 87. And Joe Morgan, Hall of Fame baseball player, with a two-decade career as a broadcaster, died at the age of 77. And that's birthdays today. And, of course, we always end tonight's show with birthdays with death. We celebrate life for those who are celebrating another year around the sun. Mm-hmm. Uh, actor Greg Evigan of My Two Dads and uh, his daughter is a good friend of mine, Brianna Evigan. Yes. Happy birthday, Greg, uh, 67. Uh, Brianna and I work closely on the Step Up 2 movie. Um, very, very closely. Yes. Uh, actor Lori Petty <laughs> uh, from A League of Their Own is 57, and Lori Petty was in Orange is the New Black. Yep. Steve Coogan from Night at the Museum cool. is 55. Edward Kerr from Pretty Little Liars is 54. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. That's right? Nice. Yeah, man. John Cena is 50. Not John Cena, but John Cena. From Cena Chicago PD. Oh, okay. I was like... <laughs> I know, right? I John Cena, incidentally, rumored to have married his girlfriend. It wasn't confirmed, but some wrestling outlets had alluded to him getting married. It's so. confirmed now. Oh, it's definitely confirmed? Yeah. Okay, well... Congrats, oh, John Cena. Congratulations to John Cena and uh, also actress Emma Stone um, recently uh, getting married. Um, Who'd she marry? She's still with Andrew Garfield? No, she split from Andrew Hell Garfield. No. Actually. Yeah, um, so okay. Emma Stone ma- married Dave McCary. Don't know who that is. 
Yeah, so he's, a, he's, a, norm, he's a normie, so, isn't he? If you want to get the ho- hottest Hollywood starlets, you work on Saturday Night Live. There you go. Look at, look at Colin Jost with Scarlett Johansson. So Dave McCary is a writer. He's not even an, an actor on Saturday Night Live. He's a writer on Saturday Night Live. He's a normie. Yeah. A, a writer <laughs> fucking marrying <casual>. a Hollywood <laughs> A-lister. And then you have Colin Jost, who's marrying Black Widow. It's pretty amazing. But yeah, that's good, <laughs> good for them, right? There's yeah. hope for you, Al. I, there is hope for me. Thank you very and much. Yes. One could dream. <laughs> a couple more what birthdays. Who, who, who do you think is the best looking actress out there? Who's Margot Robbie. Yes. Oh, Margot, Margot Robbie. Margot right. Robbie's yeah. my number one, man. I, I, I love uh, Lily Collins. She's kind of like my she's um, dark. Two. She's my dark horse favorite. She's not like she's not like labeled as a sex symbol. She's just good. beautiful she's and so good. She's, she's, she's beautiful like, in so many ways. You think like Amber Heard is pretty? Yes. Amber? I love Amber Heard. We had whiskey and pizza actually last mm. November. At uh, the Elbow Room in Hollywood. So. She is beautiful in person. As she is. Yes. Every every ounce of her. Oh, like yes. <laughs> the way you said that. Uh, oh yeah, a couple more birthdays. Um, let's see. Stephen Hill is 44. He's on Magnum PI, the new Magnum PI um, series. Uh, Usher Usher is 42. 42. Uh, wow. Yeah. He's really only 42. Oh, right. Kid's been at it for a while. Uh, Stacy Keebler. Remember Stacy Keebler? Yes. Oh, shit. Baltimore's own. Yes. uh, 41 today. She's only 41? Damn. And uh, Jay Farrow is 33. Jay. Oh, okay. That's birthdays today. I hope I have the right. I hope I pulled the right year. Of uh, this is is uh, right year or what birthdays? Yeah, is, is Stacy? Well, it, it'll be the same every year, won't it? Well, the, 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 age, <laughs> oh, the age. I mean for the age. The day, yes, it, the year is yeah. different. Yeah. I could have pulled an old article. <laughs> well, yeah, if it's one year older, who cares? Just add, you know, add if, one year. You know what? If you made them younger, they'll thank you for it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. If you made them older, they're gonna find you. Yeah. Yep. Well, nobody wants. Everybody wants to be younger, but not older. Yeah. Unless you're a twenty year old dying to get your twenty first ID, then no, I get because you know. when everybody's twenty, didn't you like beg for your like twenty you like were yearning for your twenty first? No, because no, I, could I just drank. I could drink. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just like I no. could rent a car before. You're right, Stacy Kibler. I still rented cars. Yeah, that's true. Stacy Kibler is forty one. Okay. Well there cool. you go. Guys, this is a phenomenal show. Uh, I, I guess we're all ready to wrap it up for tonight. We'd like to thank, yes. of course, the amazing panel that stayed the entire show. You guys are troopers. Ooh, made it. amazing. Starting with the one and only. Let's start with the one and only fashionista himself. He's worked New York Fashion Week. He has worked on some uh, great television shows as a casting assistant. The one and only Oleg the Gay Russian, OGR. <laughs> nice, meet, so, nice meeting all of you guys. And, and you, Alexis. Ocean Priyatna. Ocean Priyatna. The one and only actress, filmmaker, director, screenwriter, educator. Did I miss anything? Um, I think I got producer? all of her. Producer. Beauty, beauty, beauty queen. 
Oh, yeah. beauty queen. Oh, Alexis. Oh, look, I'm hitting you up after this. I need, I need tips, babes. Just <laughs> you need fashion advice. <laughs> God, Alexis yes. Peroni and fellow Filipino in the house. And that's right, guys. He is the one and only former member of the United States Marine Corps, the Captain Big Nick. Ladies and gentlemen, this is your captain speaking. Thank you for flying Air BTB. Please keep your seatbelt fastened, your seatbacks forward, and your tray tables in their upright and locked positions until we come to a complete stop. Really? <laughs> stop. Whoa, wow. In the 80s, Chachi McFly, the demotivational speaker. See ya. Yeah, buddy. And I'm Al Celebrity Soto. We'd like to thank, of course, Rich Manley, um, magician and actor extraordinaire. He was awesome, guys. Uh, and hottie. <laughs> <laughs> Very and nice teeth. Um, recording artist and up-and-coming rapper, Excellence. He was uh, dope. He was dope. And Chachi, you're going to close out tonight's show with the classic cut, so take it away. Where my dog's at. It is time for King Chachi's classic cuts. Holla at your boy. Chachi. Chachi. Well, it's Chachi in charge once again for Chachi's classic cut, where I handpick a song from the archives, usually deep in the archives, usually from the 80s. So I'm trying to find a Halloween song since Halloween's coming up and it's the Halloween season. And wow. so it's kind of weird looking for a Halloween song because everything is like, it's like almost every song could be like a Halloween song, you know, if they just mentioned like, something that could be a little bit scary or whatever. There's not very many actual Halloween songs that say Halloween. True. Yeah. yeah. Like Christmas, Christmas songs, like they'll say Christmas and, Tons you know, Santa songs, Claus and stuff. But yeah. not many Halloween songs. You're right. right. So I picked one. Um, actually, this week, um, ACDC came out with a new album, you know, with the original um, band lineup. And mm-hmm. the album's called Power Up. So expect um, when things get back to normal, hopefully have another ACDC tour. Cool, um, which would be the first Lots one, and um, first one in, in many years. This is the first album in six years. Yeah. So I wanted to pick an ACDC song, and that had a uh, tie into Halloween. So this one is called Hell's Bells. Yes. So it's, you know, it's, it's kind of kind it's of in there. Halloween. It okay. Hell's Bells. Hell's Bells. Oh. Okay. And I think, so, I think Halloween's music for the next uh, three shows until yes. Halloween costume show at the end of the month which should be fun oh, awesome. oh i'll okay. definitely dress up if you invite oh uh, you want to come back for a halloween show hell yeah all right that's on october 28th Tight. all right awesome hit me up all right this song is from 1980 by acdc hell's bells all right guys we'll see you next week on btb until then i'm al soto aka celebrity soto we'll see you next week until then peace yep
songs available only on live broadcasts on WMBC and below the belt show.com. Well, it has been a ill show tonight and I think we have all learned some valuable lessons. This is your bot for the bad boys of Baltimore saying, until next time, keep chilling like a villain. Bye, goodbye, 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 goodbye.